If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Big news. The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store or Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line $36 activation fee. Credit valid for in Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer ends 1716-721818. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by OD. Reward card requires online registration. It's that time again. Time to grab your favorite cigar, something good to drink. You're sitting in with Graham and Mike and Vince. And this is Over a Cigar. Right, we're going to have to dock my pay for not logging in sooner and realizing my computer wasn't online. So, uh, <laughs> Fire me. Well, R- really, am I an afterthought in the credits? Is that, well, is that really what I am? Well, <laughs> you know, I wish you made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my car's finally fixed. I drove a, a whole 20 miles and it didn't overheat. I was so happy. Well, well it's also downhill from your house to here. So. That's true. Going home? Everybody turn your phones off when the show's over. So, all right. Well, tonight uh, we're going to do... Uh, be doing a show. Uh, we're going to be smoking the Dark Age Maduro, being provided by Nico. So I guess we had to include him in the intro. And we're going to be uh, drinking um, the uh, what I've been talking about for weeks, this uh, charred oak uh, bourbon that uh, Graham has been arguing with me. is doesn't think it's going to be as good as I promise it to be. Well, let's, let's just find out, well, shall we? We're going to wait till, uh, wait. you know, Mr. Uh, Robert Kennedy, the owner of... Uh, Charter. Bobby Kennedy. Right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, not Bobby, Robert. Uh, I guess it's still Bobby, wouldn't it be? Yeah. Okay. I haven't had enough to drink yet. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so he's going to be calling in somewhere around quarter after. So let's see if I don't screw this up and keep my eye on the uh, control panel here. So when he calls in, I can actually answer it. You but, might want to give out that phone number now for a change. Well, actually, I emailed it to him, so he already has it, and I called and verified. But I'll give it out again. Just in case there's a listener or two out there. We have no, listeners? No. No, we we ran out of money. We couldn't buy any. Uh, <laughs> if you want to call in, the uh, number is three two three six nine three thirty eight forty two. So uh, 
We're not going to try his bourbon until uh, Robert calls in. Uh, I have tried it, so I can drink mine. How about you guys? But um, the uh, you know, Don and I actually went down to as uh, another interesting story uh, the uh, beer, bourbon, and barbecue festival. And he had told me, Robert had told me, it's going to be at the uh, uh, National Harbor. Well, I'm down thinking, in Baltimore. That's what I thought. Yeah. So Don and I get up early and drive down to Baltimore Harbor. We go, we have breakfast because we're there real early. So we get done breakfast. We're like, okay, let's find out where this place is. We have a few hours before it starts, you know. I said we can walk around the harbor, take pictures for the magazine, what have you. So I asked the wait- waitress, I said, do you know where this is? She said, no, I don't know anything about that. So I walked around, found a couple of people. Do you know where this is? No, I have no idea. Went to the information center. It was now open. So Don and I walk in, walk up to the counter, and they said, how can we help you? I said, I'm looking for the beer, bourbon, and barbecue festival. I said, I, we have no idea where that is. I <laughs> said, it says here that it's supposed to be at the piers and, and stuff. And they said, no, I don't know anything about that place. And I pulled it up on my, you know, my phone. I said, look, here's the website. She goes, that says National Harbor. This is the Inner Harbor. I said, okay. What's, what's the difference? Where's the National Harbor? <laughs> the National Inner Harbor. That's where we are. Yeah. The National Harbor is in Washington, D.C. Oh. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, well I, you are too far. I have a 45-minute drive. <laughs> so we were still way early. And uh, so we got down there, and uh, Robert got us in with uh, VIP passes. And, you know, it's a pretty nice-sized area. Not overly big, but decent-sized area. And like 2,000 people come in. They give you a little uh, a miniature yard glass. To, okay. You know, you get a lanyard and it hangs from it. And so we started drinking early with the VIPs. Not that we qualify for that, but uh, and that, you know, and we had a good time. It was great weather. It's a little warm. Uh, started getting a nice buzz on. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, that was at noon. At two o'clock, they let everybody else in. Well, it went from 2,000 people to about total of 8,000 people. Holy. It was, I, I think I fathered eight children. <laughs> and I'm not sure all of them were women. It was that oh, tightly packed. Man. Wow. So, Speaking yeah. of tightly nope. packed. I was going to say, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Was it tightly packed? It was packed. That's well, all you, heard, say. you remember the conversation before we went on air, right? <laughs> I, I, I remember Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, so... So, yeah, so that was fun, and, and I'm sure Robert will talk a little bit about that. That was a, a good time. I mean, he had people uh, coming to his booth that kept coming back also because they really enjoyed. And Donna, was people were walking through, you've got to try this. This is the best stuff ever. <laughs> else. Becoming know? a sales rep for him. But, and, and here's a woman who doesn't even drink bourbon. So that was really That's saying great. something. But uh, anyway, so but uh, a real quick announcement I got uh, before you guys all showed up. I got a phone call from, uh, well, actually, I called him because he called me yesterday. Gary, out in Wisconsin? Yes. Gary is on a uh, another internet radio show called uh, Shots from the Balcony. I remember. Okay. Him and a group of friends, they drink like we do. Uh, a couple of them smoke cigars, but basically it's a show about just bitching and moaning about stuff. It's a pretty decent show. Again, you can find it on Sounds iTunes. like ours. Yeah, it sounds like ours, just a different name. But uh, but they do I think they do talk politics and what have you. But uh, we had talked to Gary, uh, or I had talked to Gary the other week about, hey, why don't you move your show? Because they just record the show, edit it, and then they upload it as a podcast. Cool. I said, why don't you and your crew jump on our little network we're setting up? Very here. cool. So today he confirmed that all his guys were like, yeah, let's do it. 
I love that idea. So Saturday is going to be their first show. Very cool. Uh, we're going to change the. It's now going to be called the network's going to be called Bad Habits Network, and so we'll be the Over a Cigar Show on the Bad Habit Network. We're going to be shots from the balcony, and hopefully we'll find some other shows to fill the week with uh, different types of shows that kind of all relate. I love it. So uh, I'm you know, excited. So that, man. That's, that's great cool. news. We'll yeah. draw them traffic. They'll draw us traffic. That's great. And, no, and it's we'll, win. You know. So I like to find someone like we talked about before, Graham, about doing uh, finding someone with a uh, more like a beer show. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, you know, t- so. tell me we couldn't find that with uh, Stone's Throw. I mean, yeah, I think actually, we know ten different people. That he has yeah. a store out there called Mantiques. Apparently, <laughs> and they're interested in doing a show. It's a show. Mantiques. Mantiques. It's basically antiques for men. I don't Actually, even know where to go with that. I find yeah. that fascinating. I, mean, I, I, I don't mind antiques, so, but why are specific it, it antiques could, for I, men? I, I'm like guessing like it could be like, yeah, like old barber chairs, okay. barber okay. stuff. Uh, Very cool. It could be antique sport, stuff. sports stuff. Okay, I, know, okay, you know. I got you. All right, I can see that. Antiques, I like that. Mm-hmm. So, so stay tuned. Uh, tomorrow I will change the uh, look of blog talk radio and, and stuff to, to now be Bad Habits. Network. So cool. Very uh, cool. Yeah. Are you putting any boundaries on the bad habits? <laughs> well, uh, I think I have a pedophile down the street. Right? Hey, hey, we've got to keep it somewhat legal. <laughs> okay. yeah. Cracked out with Nico. No, no crack. <laughs> <laughs> Cracked out with Nico. Yeah, yeah. What's happening, everybody? Yeah, we, we prefer they at least be 18. Yeah. Right. Well, Nico is Greek. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 here, here comes the farm animal. I was going to say, they're all Dad. 18. Human? I don't know. Dad. Dad. <laughs> but, oh, my uh, God. So. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Uh, so, Nika, what can you tell us about these Man of War Dark Aged? Yeah, the Dark Aged Maduro, a, a fine cigar that got released last year at IPCPR. Is that better? That's better. okay. I'm, I, I got the scrub mic today. Right? Okay. Uh, I won't tell you what Graham was doing with that. It does have a weird smell. <laughs> Speaking of bad habits, that no. could come from any place. It could be behind my knee for all you know. Uh, I got to yeah. on Mike's side of the table. <laughs> Your choice. I came here. You were sitting down. So anyway, um, yeah, Dark Age Maduro. It's a uh, Brazilian Maduro wrapper on uh, all Nicaraguan pillars and a Nicaraguan binder, uh, done by AJ Fernandez. It, uh, it is exclusively found in brick-and-mortar stores, cannot be bought uh, any online retailer, uh, and uh, comes in, a, uh, I think, three different sizes, if I remember correctly, a, a Toro, which we're smoking, mm-hmm. uh, a Robusto, and a Torpedo. And uh, um, I don't know what you guys think about it, but a real nice, sweet Maduro. It's not mm-hmm. a peppery Maduro mm-hmm. like a lot of Maduros are today. This is... More of a traditional sweet Maduro, nice dark chocolate type of uh, flavor I'm getting off of it. And, uh, um, you know, I just think they're an all-around great stick. Yeah, so far I'm uh, I'm really enjoying it. It is very cocoa-y. Mm-hmm. So I've had a hard time getting it wet, but yeah, it sounds it's like going to be interesting to see how well it goes with charred oak bourbon yeah, really. whiskey. Yeah. Well, you would know already. But. Yep. And uh, we have a caller. So let's see if this Hello, is a caller. We have a caller. Is this Robert? It is. How are you doing, Vince? Good, Robert. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, thank you. All right. Well, you're sitting here. You're sitting here with uh, myself, Graham, Nico, and Mike. Guys, this is Robert Kennedy. Robert, pleasure to meet you. How are you doing? And you, gentlemen. Thank you for inviting me to be on the show tonight. 
Thank you for calling in early and not making me wait any longer because I'm not sure I would have been able to hold this up. He's sitting looking at his glass drooling. Yeah. So uh, these guys have well, been patiently waiting. Well, you know, all good things come to those who wait. Well, that's at least that's wife. what my wife tells me all the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm going to now invite them to all take a sip for the first time. Now, Graham is... Well, a wait a minute. Before they do, before they do... Um, let me say a couple of things to the gentlemen, because I know that they all, in one form or another, are bourbon lovers, or at least enjoy a good bourbon. And um, I'm sure Vince has already told you that when I created Chart Oak Bourbon uh, with my partner and my distiller, it was basically for my love of bourbon. Uh, I've been drinking bourbon since I was around 13, and I'm 65, so that tells you... A little bit about me. Um, but I, when when but, 13 was legal. <laughs> I, just, I think we just found the next show on Bad Habits Network. And there, there you go. Um, actually, when uh, I grew, yeah, I grew up in San Diego, and uh, the only, the only booze we ever had around the house was Four Roses Bourbon. And um, I thought I was a smart kid. I'd take, you know, two or three shots out of it. Fill it up with iced tea. Never realized it much. <laughs> you know, like. Uh oh. My father never said anything to me. Never. <laughs> and the new the new bottles kept reappearing and stuff. So I've really been enjoying <laughs> bourbon. <laughs> Sixty two. And uh, I started smoking cigars. Probably about fifteen years ago. And, um, you know, I, I know just enough about both items to be dangerous. And, um, but I know what I like in cigars. And, and what I always found lacking was a bourbon that I could pair with virtually any cigar uh, where the bourbon didn't overpower the cigar or the cigar didn't overpower the bourbon. So that's where we created Chardo. To, to try to get to the midpoint where you can have a great bourbon and a great cigar and enjoy them both at the same time. Okay. So, yep. And you've done You've nailed it. Well, let, your, let, let Graham and the others go ahead and, and take their first sip. And, and, gentlemen, I'd like you to chew it. You do know what that means, don't you? Mike's doing that right now. You yeah. can, okay. <laughs> All right, good. And then when you swallow it, uh, what, you're, what you should notice is that you get all of the flavor and a little bit of the burn and the heat in the mouth, in the, you know, uh, uh, the back of your gums, pretty much everywhere. But as you swallow it, the burn disappears at the back of the tongue and does not go down. It's very you're nice. Gonna get a, you're going to get a backlash of flavor on the back end of it. All right, Robert, I'm going in. That's, that's very nice. Now, again, right. Graham has doubted that That uh, I told him that you've knocked wild turkey off its perch. I, I like Vince, and by the way, I only came to be a wild turkey 101 drinker because of Vince, and I, I agree with him. After, after having several other bourbons, I, I think the flavor profile of 101 ranks right up with my, my favorite. So I take Vince's opinion with great esteem. 
so uh, usually when he says something is the case, it's the case. But uh, I'm also a doubting Thomas, so uh, I need to experience this for myself. So um, as much as I enjoy this conversation, I'm hoping I'm going to enjoy this drink <laughs> even more. So with that, you can, you can speak with the others, but I need to go in on this. And Nick, Nico's not generally well, a bourbon drinker, are you, Nico? No, I'm not. I, I, uh, more of an Irish whiskey guy, but this is uh, excellent. He was right. I, you know, a lot of the whiskeys and scotches I've tried, they burn as they go down. Right. This, the burn disappeared as soon as I swallowed it. it, it did not. Well, Robert's uh, phrase, I can't think of what you would call it, is bourbon should burn. Oh, okay. This is, this is smooth. Yeah. yeah. This is really yeah. smooth. Yeah. And, and like I said, Donna is not a bourbon drinker at all. And, and Robert, I was telling them how Saturday, Donna was outside your table telling people, you got to try this. you got to try this. Uh, she, was, she was so funny. And um, I also, I, one of the things I've been playing with, guys, is that I've been infusing some cigars. Uh, and I'll be honest, I've been picking not-so-good cigars and infusing them with Chardos bourbon and uh, working on them for up to about two months. In, in my humidor at home that my beautiful wife allowed me to build in my office. Uh, <laughs> let, let me tell you what. I have, a, I have an awesome humidor. I love my humidor. Uh, almost as much as my wife. Honey, if you're listening, I love you more than the humidor. Thank you. <laughs> um, cover. Um, but uh, I gave a, a, a stick to, uh, to Vince, which was a... Don Gonzalez came out with a new cigar. I don't even know that he's got a name for it yet, but I picked up a bundle of them about two months ago uh, when Don Gonzalez was down in Atlanta doing a, um, uh, an event at one of my favorite cigar shops down there. And uh, I took these sticks home, and they're, they're large. They're, what, they're seven, seven and a half inches long, and they're like a 55 ring gauge. Yeah, they were almost... Um, Ring gauge. It was it was a pretty big stick. Big Churchill. Yeah, it was it, it, oh. it was a lot for me. I don't smoke cigars that that large, but I, I smoked it for two hours. Oh, yeah. Well, he kept coming back to me at our booth and saying, "I let it go out about every five minutes just, and walk around just so that I could make it last longer." So <laughs> yeah. it was it was it was funny. Um, and then I had some smaller petite Coronas that I had done the same thing with, um, and had given them to. Uh, to Donna and she like absolutely loved it so I gave her a few to take home with her yeah and and the whole way home she kept pulling them out of my herpador smelling them and she was like I can't wait to smoke these I want to smoke another one but <laughs> Donna's like a one cigar a day kind of person and not every day but like on the weekends and she's like next weekend I'm smoking one of these I said not if I get to them first <laughs> and, and do you have a cigar here so that we can you know what I just thought as you said that I was like Wonder if you're still in my herpador. We won't smoke it. Hey Robert, this is Graham. I, I got to take uh, my first sip, and everything you described about how it it does have a the 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 burn that you get is contained within your mouth. All of the flavors that you mentioned, absolutely on point, and exactly nothing going to the back of the throat or down that would be uncomfortable whatsoever. Absolutely 
you nailed it. That's yeah. this, this is this is terrific. You, it is you really. I, I think you have something that will appeal to a wide range of bourbon drink, and and validated by the fact that Donna, who's a non-bourbon person, right? I mean, she kind of validates that point that we like it, she likes it. What what's your what's your plan? You know, what what's the ultimate goal with Chard Oak? What is it that that you want to do with the company? Well. Currently, we're in 12 states. We we are a craft, a true craft bourbon. Our distiller is up in Madison, Wisconsin. Our bourbon is actually made for us by Yahara Bay Distilleries in Madison, Wisconsin. The owner, Nick Quint, and his stepson, Lars Forty, uh, and I have become really good friends throughout this whole process. And... We're we're hoping we don't want to be a mainstream bourbon, but we want to sell a lot of bourbon. Um, we we want the bourbon to go as far as we can possibly take it. It's it's always well, I I shouldn't say always, but the last three years it's been a dream to to make this a a a recognized brand that people will go after for its craft personality versus uh, the production capabilities. So we're going to stay with the quality end of it instead of the quantity end of it. And um, like I said, the original intent was to market it to cigar smokers, but after we developed it and actually got it out on the market, we decided that even though that's where we, we started, we wanted we want to get to the appeal of, uh, or, or appeal to bourbon drinkers, and specifically those folks like myself that really don't have or don't want to spend 150 bucks or 100 or even 75 dollars on a on a bottle of of bourbon. So what we tried to do was create it at a price point that the average everyday guy that wanted to go upscale could get a quality bourbon. And um, that's where we're trying to position ourselves. All of think, our marketing. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think that's mission accomplished because I, I think you're right. I, I absolutely see from a from a flavor profile why and how this uh, appeals to cigar smokers. But you're right. I, I don't think it, it's it's so good. There really is no reason you would have to you know, maintain that, that, that audience, uh, exclusively. You could, this, this is equally appealing for anybody that just likes to drink burp. Well, do you want to see it as the problem with his, uh, company structure is, especially now that we've learned about it, the quantity is not going to be there to, you know, to keep us <laughs> with enough, in, you know, going. I think, uh, I think you want barrel just for yourself. Barrel. I'm talking barrels. <laughs> barrels. Well, quantity is not a problem. Um, the the the, the full scope of, of the prog of, of the progress was when when we started this three years ago. It was uh, three guys: Rick, John, and myself, Robert. We started the company, gave it the name of RJR Spirits, and we were brokers in Georgia. And we brought down. There's actually, and you guys may have heard of it. 
there's a um, uh, a vodka that's made in Pittsburgh called Boyden Blair, and it's a potato vodka. We we got our licensing and went through all of the aggravation to get licensed to bring that down to Georgia. Um, if you've never had it, I I strongly urge you to get a bottle of it. It's all over Philly, and it's a, a potato vodka that's made in in Pittsburgh by uh, Barry and uh, oh gosh, he's going to kill me because now I can't remember his first name. <laughs> Prentice, Prentice, Barry and Prentice, uh, Prentice or grew up next door or in the same neighborhood with my partner John's wife and that's how we met them I got inducted into the project uh, because the other guys needed to have some money and different things were were going on wow but someone's calling Robert in the background yeah, heard yeah. <laughs> you're being paged so hopefully it's not Sir well, Hansard <laughs> no, no, no. I think I'm going to have to go for a walk. Uh, uh, we've been well, trying to get him to go for a walk. But he won't leave. <laughs> he, won't leave. <laughs> he keep telling him his mom's calling. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm sitting out on my brother-in-law's patio. I'm out here on Long Island because I'm working in New York this week. Okay. And uh, he's a doctor. And he has a patient in there. And he just came out and told me I was talking too loud. I didn't think I was, so um, I'll just take a walk around the block while we talk. <laughs> there, we there we go. Hey, Robert, is this is this your full time uh, job at this stage of your life? Is this something you do on the side? Where does it fall in kind of the priority of your day? Um, yes, this is what I'm doing full time. Okay, wow. when. Uh, when we started this, I was working for IBM in Atlanta, and I would work from 7 to 4, and at 4.05 until about midnight, I was out pushing whiskey. Wow. So, wow. Just like Vince, it's, but he's uh, out drinking whiskey, so, you know, close. <laughs> well, but I do it from 7 in the morning until <laughs> 7 at night. Now, you know, so, being in the whiskey... <laughs> Being in the whiskey business does have a side benefit. My wife doesn't yell at me anymore for drinking too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my wife doesn't so, smoke cigars anymore either. So, <laughs> but now that she yeah. found now that you found your bourbon, she enjoys. You know, when I drank wild turkey all the time, you know, she's like, ah, I don't know how you drink that, you know, and uh, I don't have enough of your stuff in the house yet. But you know, now, the bottle that you gave us on Saturday. I kept half of it at home, and I only brought half of it in here. Yeah, so, you see how much he cares about us. Well, you know. <laughs> and of that half, half of that, I think, was gone before we got on the show. <laughs> well, okay. Well, <laughs> well, you know, let's, let's, Evaporation. Talk about, let's talk a minute about uh, Vince's wild turkey remarks. Because for 20 years, wild turkey 101 was my bourbon of choice. Really? I still drink it. Yeah, it was. When I turned 50 years old, my brother-in-law has a very good friend who's also a friend of mine down in Virginia that's a musician. Him and his band took the, the song Love Potion Number 9 and mm-hmm. rewrote it and called it Wild Turkey 101. <laughs> and 
and they had the band set up in their living room when my brother-in-law and a couple friends and I came back from golfing and uh, serenaded me with the song, and it was hysterical. So, oh, yeah, my, most of my family knows my, my love for bourbon, and it goes all the way back. And, you know, quite honestly, I still have about 15 or 20 different bourbons in the house at all times, um, although I prefer what I have, uh, what I've created. I still drink a lot of a lot of different bourbons. It's uh, just sampling the competition. That's all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're you know, but you you have to do the research in order to stay ahead of the game. That's right. There you go. So so what kind of cigars are you gentlemen smoking? I think it was uh, Man of War. Yep. It's a Man of War Dark Aged Maduro. Yep. Well, I looked around to try to find one, and out here where I'm at, there's only two cigar shops. So I had to settle for one of my go-tos, which is a Hoya de Nicaragua uh, Antonio. Well, that's a good yeah, cigar. Yeah. Well, good yeah. cigar. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's I one of my have, favorites. I have to have an extra one of these, and I will send it to you, Rob. So. Hmm. No, no, you don't need to. I, I, I appreciate it because I can get them back in Atlanta. Okay. It's just okay. that you would think that, like, New York, there would no. be – Cigar stores all over the place. Oh, with the taxes. Um, in New York. taxes, yeah, yeah. taxes kill you up there. Well, you, you, oh, you, I know. Ask Matt, Mike. How, how does this pair? How does the dark age Maduro pair yeah. with? Actually, you know what? I was uh, when I because I had the dark age Maduro before and I tried it. And I'm I mostly do pairings with wines and rums and things like that. Not too much of the bourbons. Not using my flavor palette. And the dark age Maduro is like uh, we talked about earlier. It's got a little bit of a sweetness at the tip. Got a nice medium medium body, not full. I'm like, oh, the bourbon needs to be full body. Not with this bourbon. It, you are right. It does pair really well with almost any cigar. And having that nice flavor in your palate, it changes from the front of your palate to the back of the palate, and then going down so smooth, Robert. I'll tell you, it really – and it doesn't have a long finish, which is works great with a cigar. It doesn't overpower the cigar at all, and it's a really nice balance. Well, that sweet pitch at the end yeah. of the bourbon, yeah, really, yeah. it just marries right yeah, into really the cigar. Does. Especially the Maduro wrapper. Yeah. When I take a cigar yeah. and then I take a puff on the cigar, that sweet finish of the, of the bourbon just kind of blooms. Yeah, it doesn't it? It opens up. It's very nice. Now, if you want to try something interesting, um, I did this by accident, and I'm sure there are people in this industry a lot longer than I have that figured this out a long time ago. But I did it by accident. It's okay. You were young and twenty. <laughs> nah, this was only about a, This was about a year ago. Um, I poured a glass of charred oak. Now, if you you know you tell somebody to pour two fingers, you put two fingers. Well, I said to my wife, "Go pour me two fingers," and I held up four fingers. So she went and poured me two fingers, according. To, to 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 my four fingers, <laughs> and you know I was just messing with her, but and, and she's she's a sweetheart. She's she's got a great sense of humor. We got to doing something. I forgot all about the bourbon. The bourbon sat on the counter for a day and a half. The next night I came home, and I said, "Hun, let's get a drink and go sit outside in the patio." She says, "Well, you got one sitting on the bar." I drank that bourbon, no ice, no water, no nothing, 
and sitting there for a little over 24 hours, it opened up and it blossomed and the flavor profile completely changed and it really blew me away. I didn't think that whiskey could do that and it got softer, it got sweeter, it, it burned less and so now as a general rule, when I want to drink tomorrow night, I pour it tonight. So you, it's almost like you decanted it. Yes. Yeah. Just well, about, it's, it's almost the same process. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the, the half a bottle I poured out at home, the bottle in here is actually in a decanter. Because he had go. told me this story prior. So it's in so I'm sitting home to tomorrow. I'm drinking half a bottle. Do <laughs> <laughs> not call fancy tomorrow. That sounds so different. Than what you normally do. I was going to say, I <laughs> can't. we sound surprised? Yeah. Now, usually it's a full bottle. Decanted? <laughs> that was the difference. Yeah. I couldn't see a glass for well, 24 minutes. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll have to drink it with my four hours. I'll have to drink it with my pinky out. But you know, <laughs> he does swill it right from me. Yeah. So, I have a straw. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, do you guys know? The, I I know you guys know about cigars, but do you know the? the three parts of whiskey as it comes out of the still. Actually, make that any spirit, whether it be vodka, a whiskey, a scotch, any spirit comes out of the still in three parts. Other than Vince, do any of you gentlemen know what those three parts are? Not a clue. No. Oh. It's typically called the heads, the hearts, and the tails. And, and as the product comes out of the still, it's crystal clear just like water. What, what our distiller does, and there's a lot of people, a lot of distillers out there that do this. So we're not, it's not unique to us. But what we do is we cut the heads out and we cut the tails out, meaning as it comes out of the still, let's say, for instance, in a 300-gallon still, I've got 300 gallons of mash in there. As, as it heats up and the alcohol starts to evaporate and travel across the, the system, when it comes out of the gooseneck, there are roughly four to five gallons, give or take, of what we call heads, which is pretty much pure, pure methanol, ethanol. Um, I'm not really clear which one because I've heard it both directions. It could be ethanol, methanol, combination of them. I can tell you you can smell it. It smells, it, that's what gives a lot of the, the spirits, the alcohol smell that you smell when you open a bottle. Mm-hmm. So we take that out. Out of 300 gallons, we'll capture probably a total of 25 to 27 gallons of alcohol that we can use. Hmm. On the tail end of it, we'll get another two to three gallons of methanol, ethanol. That product, those five to seven gallons, we do not put back in and reuse it or try to use it as a sellable product. We just take the sweet hearts out of it, which is that 20 to 25 gallons in the middle. And that's what we make our spirits with. And that helps by removing the heads and the tails. We actually reduce the, the, the burning sensation that you experience when you drink spirits. So that's part of how all of this happens. And... I learned about that uh, actually up at Boyd and Blair when I went up to visit their distillery when we first got started. Um, so it's, there, there's a lot 
that goes into it. The biggest thing that we get is it can't be bourbon because it's not made in Kentucky. Oh, right. Not true. right, 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 right. Right, that's not true. Can't you just get a peel by Kentucky? <laughs> I don't think they look well, fondly no, upon no, that. that wouldn't no, work. No. They're kind of particular about <laughs> that. We won't tell. Yeah. Just drive well, it through. Here you go. <laughs> Show it Kentucky on a map. That's on the way. The reality is, yeah, really. The, the reality is you can make bourbon anywhere in the United States. The only thing you can't do is call it Kentucky bourbon. Oh, well, okay. That's fine. So, um, if it tastes like this, Jack it could Jersey bourbon. I don't care. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, those, those are just a few things. Those are the questions that we get all the time. And, and it's just a lot of fun to help educate people and, and help them understand the reality of what the product is. Um, you know, bourbon is, is a uniquely American beverage, just like scotch is a Scottish beverage. Mm-hmm. Sake is Japanese. Um, every, every country, every social economic persona everywhere in the world, that's probably not the right word to say, has their own spirits that they like to drink. Like I know my wife is Slovak. They love their Slivovitz. <laughs> and that's a plum brandy. And quite honestly, I love it too. It's great stuff. <laughs> You're an but, equal opportunity drinker. Yes, absolutely. As you should be. Hey, hey Robert, oh, I, have I, quick, I have a quick question. Yes, sir. I have a question for you. We, we ask a lot of uh, cigar people uh, in the industry, Oh, did I lose you guys? Robert? <laughs> I'm here. Okay. I, uh, I, have, I, I have no idea what just happened. Uh, okay, well, we'll forget about it. Wonderful other cell phones. Uh, the, uh, yes. We asked a question to the people in the cigar industry a lot that – if you could sit down with anybody in past, present, or future history to have a cigar with, who would it be? Now, I'm going to change it up for you. If you could sit down with anyone in past, present, or future history and have a cigar and your bourbon, who would it be? Don Pepin Garcia. Oh, okay. Interesting. I, I absolutely love his cigars. Uh, the Don Pepin Blue uh, is is probably my single favorite cigar. Okay, the, I like I, I like the, the label I like Sarah, the pepperiness of it. Beg your pardon. The blue label Lancero from Don Pepin is incredible. Mhm. Now, I have two cigars at home that I'm just like dying to smoke but I'm afraid to. Um, I have two Partagas 150s. And I'm just like, you know, they're in the original coffins. Uh, These cigars are, God only knows how old they are. They've got some beautiful bloom on them. 
And I'm just waiting for the right moment, just the right time to smoke those. And actually, I'm going to give one to my brother-in-law to smoke uh, along with me. So I'm only going to smoke a while. (laughs) Hey, does that mean with with your testing of uh, cigars and infusing uh, some of the charred oak into cigars that that potentially in the near or distant future you anticipate uh, partnering with some of your favorite uh, cigar manufacturers, possibly to... uh, do a limited run of charred oak cigars? I have talked to uh, a couple of people about doing that. Yes, it's something that that I would like to do uh, just for myself mainly and, and share it with, uh, with whoever wants it. Uh, but, yeah, that is something that I'm looking about at, at doing uh, aside from the, the bourbon portion of what I'm doing. That would be a separate entity that I'm just going to do on my own. So, yeah, it is something. I've, I've talked to um, Nesta Miranda uh, about the possibility of working with him to do something, and, and I love his Lanceros. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you can't find him anywhere unless he happens to be in the store and you reach into his jacket pocket and steal one. <laughs> We actually have a store not too far from us, uh, Wooden Indian, and they carry a lot of Lanceros, and they especially carry a lot of his. Okay, because down in Georgia, I've not been able to find them. Okay. So, but... We'll have to see what we can do. That's the store in Havertown? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Now, when you, when you say... Georgia, Robert, are you uh, Atlanta, Georgia-based, or a different part of Georgia? Um, just outside of Atlanta in Marietta, Georgia. In Marietta, sure. He's friends with our yeah. the gentleman we met last year out in uh, Vegas. That's where yeah. I was going. At with... the Pecan or something? Uh, uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. He, he's good friends oh, with Oh, Rick, Dav- Rick Davis? Is it Rick? Is that the barbecue guy? You just, okay, no, that was uh, Tony Morrow. Yes. 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 Talk Tony, about Tony he is one of not only is his story absolutely amazing, but you won't find a better person on this planet. Uh Tony is and and he has a uh, 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 not only a partner but I think uh he was a friend at first who is in the business with him and I know that they have investments. Yes. I mean, two of the greatest people you would ever want to bump into. Uh, Do me a favor, and I don't know how regularly uh, you ever get to converse with them, but please let them know that Vince and I uh, were asking for them and and, uh, wish them nothing but continued success because they were excellent guys. I will will definitely do that because I'm going to be going down there uh, I'll be I'll be at uh, at Sticks and Bones sometime before the end of this month. Uh, in fact, I was just over there and, and sat with Tony's son and had dinner and a cigar with him and his girlfriend uh, at the owner's table there at Sticks and Bones. And Tony is just he, he's a, a, a you're right. There's just there just aren't enough good things to say about the guy. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, however, I do. <laughs> I do remember. I'll tell you the story that'll 
it's funny. I gave him a bottle. He wanted a bottle of the Boyden Blair vodka. When, and that's when I first met Tony at a, uh, a cigar shop that they have their mass club in, and, which is their, their cigar club that they have. And the, 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 the tops of the, the vodka are sealed in wax. Well, Tony had just bought a brand-new Mercedes, and I think it was an SEL 500, if I remember right. I gave him the bottle. He put it in his trunk, and he forgot about it. <laughs> and it was hot, hot, hot. And a couple of days later, he remembered it, and he opened up the trunk, and the vodka had the cork and popped. It was all over his trunk. <laughs> and he, I, you know, I got him another bottle to replace it, but still, uh, I felt really bad that that happened. And uh, I said, just don't get pulled over, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, Hard to explain. Well, as long as it's not on your breath, you should be okay. But, uh, anyway. Yeah, well, well, Robert, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, my brother's actually down in your neck of the woods right now visiting my dad down in Columbus, Georgia, uh, and uh, I determined I'd, I'd need to get down to lottery. One of them to see my father, but I haven't seen him right. in like eight years, so I'm going to try, hopefully in the next two months, to uh, make a, a journey down your way, try to coordinate it with you so we can uh, hang out for a little bit. And uh, one of the things I want to do with you, Robert, is actually uh, sit down and do an interview and make you a featured in the magazine. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be great. You know, and, and now that these gentlemen, I use that term loosely, have sampled <laughs> like your, your, your bourbon, uh, I think they are now fans, and I think I've converted Graham over. I'm in. <laughs> Robert, cool. I'm in. I'm just letting you know I'm in. It's I'm good in. to know that we Thank can you. now get it in Pennsylvania soon, right, soon, Robert? hopefully. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks. I, I am well. No, it's not going to be in the next couple of weeks. It's, it's going to be a couple. Of, I don't get back home until the twentieth. Um, and actually, I'll be in New York all this week. Uh, we've got a, uh, a a tasting event going on Saturday out here on Long Island. That I that I that's primarily why I came up. And then I'm driving back down to Virginia, spending the night there, and then Monday the the 20th, I think it is, 14th, 15th, 16th. I'll be back home. And then on the seven, on that 18th, which is Wednesday, I get on a plane flight out of Tampa for an event that we're doing down at a golf course down there on Thursday, the 19th. Then the 20th, I'll be back home, and hopefully I won't be going anywhere for several weeks. Okay. I'm right. tired. Yeah. But, but yeah, I would, I would love sure. that. We would enjoy it. And we can, uh, we've got some, some wonderful cigar shops up there. I've got three three favorites, and um, just depending on what you want, we can we can hit any one of them. Well, if I'm drinking and, your bourbon, I don't care. Well, in that case, we can just sit on my patio and do it. I'm there fine with that. Go. There you go. I'll bring the sticks. You supply the bourbon. How's that? Sounds like a plan. So, but uh, sounds like. It. So again, you know, thank you, Robert, for uh, you know calling in and and giving us this uh, bottle to uh, to change these guys over. They're now converts. I, okay, so to, Robert, thank you very much. I'll tell you, you, you did hit the nail on the head with it. It pairs great with the cigar we're smoking tonight, and we do appreciate it. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you guys for inviting me onto your show today, and uh, hope we talk again soon. Yeah, we'll definitely have you on again soon, Robert, and because. Uh, We'll have to do a, a show with your rye one of these days. I haven't tried that yet, so. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, the rye is the rye is in short supply right now. We actually sold out, um, but but it's still it's still on the shelves, um, and we've got more in barrels, so it'll be coming back soon. Great, all right. So, all right, Robert. Well, again, thank you. And uh, thank you. We'll, uh, you and I will be talking soon, uh, both about the magazine and some other things. And uh, so again, if if you want to check out. Uh, the uh, Chard Oak, you can go to chardoakspirits.com, correct? Correct. All right. And uh, they can find out if it's in their state and maybe where it is in their state. Uh, again, yeah. uh, definitely if uh, if, you're, if it's not in your state, contact Robert and find out how to get it in your state. It's well worth the effort, believe me. It's, uh, it definitely is. It, it, again, I'm, I'm sold. I drank the Kool-Aid or the bourbon, however you want to word it. <laughs> so it, it's awesome stuff. And not only does Robert uh, put out a incredible product, Robert and his business associates are all top-flight people. I had the great pleasure of uh, hanging with them a couple occasions, and uh, you know they're top-flight. So it's uh, it's win-win across the board. So. Well, again, gentlemen, thank you very much, and I enjoy your magazine. Keep it up. It's it's a great great publication. I enjoy reading it. Well, thank you, Robert, and thank you for being part of that too. So. Uh, all right, everyone. That was Robert Kennedy Thank of Chart Oak. Thank you, Robert. We'll Take talk care. to you soon. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, guys. You too. Good night, guys. Good night. Okay, so that was Robert Kennedy again of Chart Oak, and uh, so uh, you know, you, you, you doubted me. You gave me a hard time. I, I told you, I, I. There's still more in that bottle for you. Yeah, drink oh. it because you're not getting any more. Listen, <laughs> I. Yeah, no, I'm clear on that. Thank you. I, well, I, I am. We don't in, have any more. In in seriousness, I, I was. Uh, I, I just had my doubts because I know, you know, number one, you're, you were very committed to, to 101. Mm-hmm. And, and really, I had put, you know, when I had a choice, that's also would be my top choice is yeah. 101. So um, the idea that you would move off of that was, was hard for me to grasp. Yeah. So, but now having tasted it, it's like you get all of the benefit. It's like somebody took 101 and slightly modified it to make it more drinkable. And yeah. I like that quality about it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, you know what, I'm not a bourbon drinker, and this is really smooth, and I'm enjoying this. Yeah. It's the first time I've had anything that without head. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. well, Going we, back to what he said, he took the head right. out of head. We, Come we, on. We have our dreams. Stay with me here, guys. <laughs> we have our dreams, but it's only four guys, so... <laughs> And our local, and for you girls out there, me. No, um, no, it's actually, in all honesty, it is really smooth. I've had Maker's Mark, I've tried other bourbons, I've tried Wild Turkey 101, and yeah. um, this really is smooth. And I do like that it doesn't burn on the way down. Yeah. You know, you get the flavors, you get all the nuances of the bourbon without the burn. And he's exactly right. And, yeah. and however he did it, man, it, it, it works. Yep. And you're, Mika, you're more of a, an Irish whiskey fan, so... Yeah, this is uh, very good. And, you know, the thing that really turns me off of a lot of alcohol is that burn going down. Um, and he's... It's not there. I, that just amazes me that, uh, you know, you get the, the burn and the heat in your mouth like you do with a lot of uh, uh, different spirits. But uh, as soon as you swallow it, that burn stays it's in your amazing. mouth, doesn't go down the gullet and, and hit your stomach like a rock. Which is uh, you know what keeps me away from a lot of this type of stuff. Right, me so, too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I so. think that's fairly universal. I think if you were to ask the one reason why, you, you know, I think you give a very classic um, uh, response to 
why a lot of other people don't really embrace bourbon. And now, you know, there may have been a solution to this. Yeah, nothing but... You know, best wishes he and success to yeah. Robert. I think he's going to do real well. Yeah. I really do. Well, here's, so. here's, a, here's a round table question. Let's go around. This isn't a round table. Well, it's, it's, it is with three, four round guys around. Okay. That's a good call. Uh, the uh, the uh, question I put the mic was, you know, how well did it pair? Uh, and, you yeah, know, this cigar really goes well with the, uh, yeah, with the charred oak. Um, but what would be your ideal cigar that you'd want to have with, uh, with this one if, if you thought – you know, knowing your cigar knowledge, what mm. what would be the mm. ideal cigar that you would want to be smoking with this bourbon? Well, right my default answer would have to be a Padron 26. I knew he was okay. going to go to Padron. Or, or, or VSG. That's his go-to. Or, or VSG. VSG. Right. Yeah. yeah, they're they're, they're my top Oliva two series, cigars. Oliva Series A. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking the um, Ave Maria Reconquista. Yeah, that would be good. I'm, I'm, I, think, I'm thinking a, uh, a Hoya de Nicaragua <laughs> Antonio Dark Corojo. Dark Corojo. How about the new Partagas? Oh, I haven't had Partagas. Oh, my God. That's really good. Well, I just want to point out here, there was a stink bug floating around, and somehow Mike and I, only being separated by about two feet worth of table, as if I was invisible, he decided to send the stink bug my way as if, well, I solved my problem. I'm Mike. I'll just give it to Graham. Like, well, I'm just maybe. sharing. What is this? Table tennis? Maybe there's if a check stink by the bug front door. I don't want you, him. When you me. go out, when you go to leave tonight, if you look on the floor by the front door, there's about 20 dead ones. I was over there with the lighter, burning them off the front door. So. Oh, God. Well, the, I was the one they were sitting on last week, so it must, must be something about Mike's chair. And you, it's my son. And you said you here. had no friends. Yeah, I, know, I know. Isn't that a sign of something, if the stink bugs are Actually, collecting around you? stink bugs are attracted to light. They like lighter colors well, and warmth. So maybe it's your, room, so. yeah, it's your aura. <laughs> my aura, it's yeah, thank you. Mike's well, aura. I'm, I'm the guy wearing the white shirt tonight. Yeah. You're all in dark blue or black. And Actually, I, they're not bothering all me blue. at all. We, we didn't send him the uh, email. I didn't, get the, yeah. I didn't <laughs> get the memo. I didn't get the dress code tonight. <laughs> you know what would be good? I think a good test for his bourbon would be in uh, Connecticut. Because so he's, he's thinking he paired it to make it with different cigars. I w- that would be interesting. Because a nice, mild... I don't I'm know. With Mike, I'm I with you. When you said, what's the cigar, hmm. I, I, my no. immediate thought was, I'm dialing back on the, well, I'll the do a twist flavor. On I think an Avo. Yeah, but an Avo has flavor for Connecticut. So yeah, many, yeah. So many yeah. Connecticut's don't have flavor. Right. I, I, mean, I can't I smoke the ones that don't have flavor. Right, so I, I just, don't know what... That's mean. like cardboard to me. Right. I think yeah. your idea, Mike, around the... the uh, like a Rocky Dining Rocky, Nine. Connecticut... Yeah, oh, or, rock! Oh, I didn't or, think or about champagne. Have you Actually, the, the champagne would pair really nice. The champagne noir would yeah, be dynamite. Say noir, but it's not a Connecticut. Yeah, but, but the, the champagne line. You see, again, it's got some. It's got nice flavor to it. It's got a nice profile. Yeah. Champagne. I like your idea about the Ave. Like, yeah, to I think me, Ave, the Ave, I not the regular the Ave, Ave, the Reconquista. It's got a Maduro wrapper. It's even well, the regular Ave would go. Well, have you had have you had the new Immaculata? I have. Do you think that would work with this, or is that too light? Um. I'm not a big. I hate to say this, but I'm not a big fan of that cigar. See, I haven't tried it yet, so I don't yeah, know. That's why I'm I would like to know. You've got to try it one of these days. Let me know. I'm yeah. not a big fan of Maculata. It's yeah. one of the, it's the third in the Ave Maria series. How about a nice Abugione? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Again, we can sit there and name 100 cigars. It's a good glass of milk in it. It's a good bourbon. Look at these cigar geeks. Look at all the shit they can name. It's like, how many cigars can we have? As long as we have enough bourbon to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much any cigar. Yeah. We're pretty you know, I think oh, that wasn't really good. Pour me more bourbon. Pour me more bourbon. Let's try it again. <laughs> Another cigar. More bourbon. But he hit the nail on the head. He got rid of that burn, and that's what I don't like about bourbon. 
Yeah. It was never the, the initial flavor. It was always that burn going down. And, it, you know, without that burn, I mean, you now let the cigar take over when you when you take a puff. Yeah. Now, there's some bourbons out there that I enjoy that, uh, uh, you know, I can't think of the name, like uh, Woodford Reserve. That doesn't have a lot of burn to it. But you know what? It doesn't have the flavor that Chard Oak has. You know, so. But I just, this is nice. Yeah. yeah no, it's, it's got, got that woody flavor that, 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 you know, wild turkey has and everything else and the smokiness. And, and I think that, that sweet finish he has, which is different. All right. Actually, really, like I said, just really smooths you right into, a, into the cigar. Okay. So, but uh, anyway, um, we have uh, slightly over an hour left. But, uh, Damn. well, we got things to talk about. Do we? Yeah, we'll come up with something. Wait, we like, bullshit how, We'll talk about how geeky Graham looks. Uh, but uh, I want to uh, give a quick plug to uh, Cigars and Warriors. There you go. Uh, again, uh, with everything going on in the world, uh, the men and women of the armed services are out there protecting our freedoms. Uh, we can't say enough about what they do and can't thank them enough. Uh, net is an organization that uh, gets sticks, cigars, and uh, mails them to the men and women that are at the tip of the spear. Uh, give them a quality of life moment while they are uh, in harm's way uh, and let them have a, a, a moment to kind of unwind and relax uh, and show your appreciation for what they're doing. They give us the right to not only have these cigars, but have the freedoms we, uh, we enjoy, such as stupid radio shows like this. But uh, reach out to Cigar Show Warriors. If uh, your local tobacconist does not have a box to donate sticks, uh, find out how you can get one in that shop. Also, uh, go to the website if you can. Donate some money. Help pay the shipping that gets these sticks to the men and women out there. Uh, right now, the organization pays for all this out of their own pocket. They are a nonprofit, uh, and they're all volunteers. So uh, please help them. It's a great cause. And show the men and women uh, that are in the armed services how much we appreciate what yes. they're doing for us. And 100% of what they do, 100% goes absolutely so. to the mission. There is no yeah, Storm abortion. Bowen. Storm Bowen and else. his crew are... Incredible people doing an incredible job, and we can't say enough uh, to support them. So I am late to the party uh, on this whole yeah, man of war and dark age. This is age. different, how? Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's not different at all. In if fact. you were invited, you'd be late. <laughs> right? He just, cr- he just crushes the party. <laughs> the hell with all you guys. I'm trying to pay, pay the cigar like a compliment cigar, here. You? Wow, just the first couple of uh, puffs of it. Wow, what a nice flavor that has. Very smooth. Oh my gosh! Smooth, yeah, but it's an AJ product. What do you want? You're not gonna. There's very few AJ prod, you know, products you can walk away from going. I didn't really like that. Right. This is a lot different though. I think. Oh yeah, I, I was going to say that. His are always you know a strong, spicy. And Cuban it's got that pepper. And has the pepper and the it's spice. Like a, it's in like it. his signature is that pepper exactly. Yeah. And this has his his fillers in it. You know his his typical uh, stronger mix of Nicaraguan fillers, but he he kept the uh, kept the that strength. From uh, taking away from the wrapper, it I doesn't mean, seem like there's a lot of heroin in this. No, I don't think so. I, I would guess it. there's maybe very, very minimal, very minimal of heroin. Because yeah. I, mean, I think I, that's what really gets you. And it depends on where, because AJ's got fields everywhere in Nicaragua, right, right. between Esteli, Condega, Ametepe, and they're all different flavor palettes. Right. Yeah. Wow, so that's it's very good. Yeah. It, it's nice. Well, there's it's still good, a little bourbon there for you, so take advantage. Yeah, of no, I, listen, we're not I, like you. That's Vince. why I'm we not. Have, we drink water and some other things in between, you know. I know. All I know is if you go to Vince's house, his bottles have nipples on them. <laughs> I don't know what that means. 
Well, let me tell you. Don't, just, don't be a hater. <laughs> that just makes it easier. Where did you get the girls to donate? I know. Oh. They don't. They don't donate them. Oh, okay. They're in my basement and they're not screaming anymore. Hey. Yes. And she watched. <laughs> hey, I know what I like. Yeah, I, I like to suck on nipples. Let me tell you. So. Uh, not, they don't always Speaking like it. Speaking of but, nipples, no. <laughs> but I'm pumped. So, uh, well, that's a, there's a subject we can fill the next hour. Yeah, on. I was just going to do a segue about July's uh, smoking beauty. <laughs> Speaking of nipples, but... okay. well, actually, I was going to talk about the magazine. Okay, so go ahead. Jump right uh, in we put the, uh, we basically all contribute in some way uh, to a magazine that you may or may not know of. It's called thecigarlounger.com. Uh, you can uh, it's free. Uh, it's put together by cigar lounge people we've not, we've met uh, from around the country. Um, we even invite you if you have articles to submit. This month we actually have uh, some articles from readers that, uh, and, uh, and one of the ambassadors actually submitted an article, That's great. Uh, a new one. And uh, so it's going to be a little different. Uh, it's magazines had some bumps over the last few months, and we're getting them worked out. Really big speed bumps. Yeah, potholes actually. But uh, you know, it matched our winner, <laughs> almost a quarry. Uh, but. Uh, you know, you can go to our website, thecigarlounger.com, and you can read it for free. Uh, it's got videos, it's got articles, uh, and uh, you know, it's it's, it's evolving. Uh, we ask you to read it, check it out. Uh, we ask you to uh, go to your favorite cigar manufacturers and tell them how much. Hopefully, you support us and what we're doing with not only the radio show but mostly the magazine, and tell them they need to support us. Uh, that's been the biggest potholes is getting the funding. The magazine is paid for by advertisers, so. If you can convince uh, some of the uh, manufacturers, which we're friends with most of them, and, and like the rest of the country and the world, they're going through some financial times also. Mm-hmm. And if you could tell them that you think we're a worthwhile thing and uh, we're going, you know, that, that they should uh, talk to us about putting their product or whatever in the magazine, we'd appreciate it. We just lined up uh, one of our new sponsors, Daniel Marshall Cigars. Yep. Daniel Marshall Humidors, the creator of the 24 Karat Gold Cigar. Yep. Nice. In fact, it's uh, great timing because my cigar pairings this month is the Daniel Marshall Red Cigar. So the uh, timing is perfect. On oh, that yeah, Daniel Marshall, great guy. Yeah, very, uh, very yeah, good. If I had known that, I have one in my humidor. I would have lit yeah. up in, that, in honor of the event. Uh, well, you know what? It's the July issue, so we'll, uh, we'll do it. Uh, we'll, well, maybe we'll do uh, Daniel Marshall Red in July. Well, next okay. week. Uh, we're actually at Nico's Penthouse. Yes, yeah. Pen- oh, the suite. The Penthouse. It's the Penthouse. The Penthouse. With a, a view of, of Bethlehem. And uh, we're, we're going to be doing a pipe Close. show. Uh, Martin's Folly. That's the yeah, view so I have. Yeah. We're, we're going to be doing a pipe show, and we're going to have uh, some uh, important people. We're going to have Steve from uh, CI, hopefully, will be there. Yeah. And uh, the gentleman who does your pipe blending stuff. Uh, yep, Russ will Russ will be, be there. Yep, yeah. he said he'd be there, so we're going to nail that down. And you, you just pumped uh, Cigars for Warriors, and... Uh, uh, Rick Neese agreed to come over. You know, oh, he's okay. a manager of the Wooden Match, but he's yeah. also the regional rep for Cigar for Warriors. Yeah, it's very cool. So, it's going to be, be a great show. And uh, so maybe what we'll try to do is reach out for the following week, see if we can get Daniel to call into the radio show. Uh, okay. I talked to him. Actually, uh, we emailed yesterday, and okay. he's interested in being on the, sh- being on the show. Yeah, sure. It's going to be a timing thing. You know, he's out in the West Coast. Yeah. He is back from his European tour. This sucker knows he's very good friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger, so he was touring Europe with the opening of Expendables Three. Uh-huh. Yeah, that wow. sucks, right? It hasn't yeah. even opened here yet. No, no, they, it was at the film festival in France. Oh, wow. so and I was yeah. going to go, but you know, you know, I, like, they said they lost my ticket. I, you, know, you, know, you got the, the magazine. All about that whole being banned yeah, from flying yeah. internationally. Yeah. Well, well I was going to go, but they didn't have parking for my yacht. So I said, <laughs> yeah. Screw them. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is, 
No, was, I didn't have money. That's what it was. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tomato, but, um, tomato. But, Whatever. Uh, we'll, reach, we'll definitely reach out to Daniel. Um, yeah. And then we have um, Holly Ann, who's going to be our smoking beauty in July. Okay. Uh, dynamite-looking woman who uh, agreed to put up with us uh, twice <laughs> on yeah. in, the, in the theater here. Technically, it was you. Yeah, technically, it was me, I know. Uh, so she had to put up with me twice, which is surprising because I didn't get a restraining order yet. So oh. that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's in the mail. Well, well, I'll get that before my ticket to con. The mace worked. So. The mace, yeah, my eyes are still burning. But she is. It didn't a, pair well with the cigar. Did not pair, no, but she is not only a, a beautiful woman, but she's a, a, a lovely person, and it's mm-hmm. great to have her in the magazine. Yep. And I'm already working on next month's uh, A Woman that I've met. You uh, worked on A Woman. That's well, different for you. I'm gathering parts up. Okay? <laughs> you found one without a restraining order. Frank, no, good for I, you. I, I'm digging up parts. <laughs> Frank and model. <laughs> but, uh, no, there's a, a woman uh, that uh, I bumped into uh, a couple weeks ago that is stunning, and she uh, actually asked me to do some pictures of her, and I said, well, we'll do some uh, for you, and we'll do some for the magazine. She's like, that really? That's great. So, uh, no, it's all you, man. I got a half bottle at home for me later. So... Yeah, you didn't fight me on that one, did you, you prick? <laughs> but uh, bottoms up, so so. Um, but uh, anyway, so yeah, we'll see if we can get Daniel on, and uh, yeah, we got a bunch of things coming up. Be but, good to have him on. Yeah, we'll yeah. do it early. The um, maybe the well, the first week of July, Thursday's the fourth. Yeah, maybe either that or the week after that. We'll see. I'll, I'll talk to him and see what his schedule's like. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to email him okay. tomorrow and just uh, give him a date and see if he can, you know, if that. That Tuesday isn't open. Maybe the following. I, I, I would give him just, just yeah. give him a choice. So, give, sure. him a, give him a choice because yeah. I know we're very booked here. Yeah, well, but you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's not easy being us. You know, but uh, that's a lot of other reasons. But uh, anyway, hey, one of the things I came up with uh, coming home from National Harbor that I thought was in Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> now, is, wait a minute, I got a quick question: Is National Harbor near the Washington baseball teams? Uh, stadium right. down that way. Graham, he knows DC. It, no, um, it's not. Near it's the, not, not terribly near far, but no, okay. it actually used to be off of 95, a giant yeah. wooded area. And about yep. 10 years ago, massive development went. It's all yeah. brand okay. new. No, it's it's all okay. new. Yeah. There's a. I know from my direct marketing not days. Big. There's a Gaylord Hotel. Yeah. A, oh, have oh, okay. You, have you no. already heard of the no, Gaylord no, Hotel? No, but you know, I used to live in Alexandria, and but that, I'm okay. going back into the 80s. Just so changed. Jump on 95, head north, 10 minutes oh, at best, yeah? 15 minutes, okay. and on the east side oh, of 95, yeah. and it overlooks, what happens is they, the, the story that I heard is Disney had come in originally wanting oh, to do a really <laughs> big amusement park, and mm. when Disney went in, mm. a lot of money followed. Oh, it was, okay, we're all going to do this. I don't think Disney ever followed through, obviously, or it hasn't come to fruition, and there mm-hmm. are planning, but they built a miniature town. Yeah. Well, you know, originally they beautiful. were going to be in Philadelphia, and something happened in Philly, and Disney said, screw you, when they pulled out of Philly, so they probably went to D.C. Yeah, they were going to do a, a, a production, yeah, a production place downtown. And, yeah, and a, and a smaller theme park down off of Penn's Landing and things like that, and it all went... Well, they were going to build something in, in Japan. Do you know why they canceled that? Uh, no, no one was tall enough to ride the ride. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Sorry. But I'm pumped. Yeah, yeah. He's here all night, folks. Yeah, two, thank God he only does one show a night. Thank you. <laughs> one show a week. And it's in the janitor's closet. But uh, anyway. So the Japanese version of the magazine just pushed to the back of the book. Yeah, well, forget that. Yeah. We just lost all that sponsorship. Yeah, well, we know. lost three yen. I think that's like a quarter or something. Oh, that's 25 cents more than the mega. <laughs> but... Um, Anyway, so yeah, no, it's actually the National Harbor is a it is a cute little town. I mean, wow. yeah. it's yeah, not it's really it, the whole thing's like the size of a high school. Huh. I mean, really. And they it, had it, how many thousand people for this fest? It was yeah. Well, they have parking garages there okay. and stuff like that. This beer fest had to have between six to eight thousand people. Wow, that's in a a parking lot that would be like a normal. Uh, grocery store parking lot. It huh. wasn't that much bigger than a grocery store parking yeah. lot. Yeah, it, it's probably the the it entire place is eight square blocks. Yeah, and That's and it. half yeah. of it is uh, parking cool. garages. Yeah. and then on the waterfront they have a series of stores, but it it would be the equivalent of uh, what I say uh, Doyle's Town, right? right? Okay, so it's, it's a series. It's it's very it's quaint. quaint. And real again, the, mostly restaurants. There are restaurants. There are a couple of hotels, but the feature is the Gaylord being the, well, the I most thought the extravagant. Feature, no, I thought the feature was the Peep Store. Was the what? Oh, they actually the have a Peep Store. Yeah, okay. Peep? Like you, peeps? You're right. Yeah. They do have a Peep okay. Store. Wait, you're looking, wait, well, hang on. Is it Peep or Peeps the candy or peeps like the candy. Peep that you do in your neighbor's window? Well, I found out that it was <laughs> the candy. <after laughs> so you were disappointed when yeah, you got there. You know, damn it. So another restraining order. Now he's not allowed in hey, that part of DC. I almost have an even dozen now. <laughs> nice. I'm going you for know, a baker's dozen. It's but, funny because you, know. you drive past our office and down the road, and there's the Peeps factory in uh, yeah, Bethlehem. Yeah. That's right. Did you ever microwave a peep? Uh, no. It's, oh. ugly. it's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Take a peep. Get a paper plate. You have to use paper plate because you don't want to clean this shit up from a regular plate. <laughs> Take a peep. Put it in the middle of a paper plate. Microwave it for like a minute to a minute and a half. It swells to five, six times its size. It just really, yeah. Now, don't let it keep going. Once a, it gets to a certain it's point, like a pregnant peep. Stop. Yeah, it, 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 I didn't go to the point where it could explode. It ah. just it swells. You sit there. I hear you least. can do the same thing with a poodle. <laughs> oh. Jesus. Okay, now we just lost our sponsorship from the SPCA. Yay! Oh. There's another dollar and a half. Uh, I wanted to try it with my ex-wife, but if you're a PETA member, just call us. Yeah, we're three three. We're you know, down with Japanese have, dog owners now. P- yeah, you know, PETA P- stands P- for right. People eating tasty animals. There you go. There there you go. go. Right. Yeah, that's it. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely a member of that. Though. Yes, yeah. it is, man. Uh, Scrapple, bring it on. But uh, <laughs> oh, God. but yeah no I'm like looking at all these high end stores and everything right. else and you know the, the really nice restaurants there it was a really nice area not in my budget but uh, and also I look over here's a peep store it's like really wow a peep, peep? store yeah. all, the, all, all the things yeah, you that think you see that there. does sound off the wall yeah and they have the big peep car they have a, like a, a, a Volkswagen Beetle yeah. with this huge the yellow one with the peep on the top yeah, yeah. it's just like okay. great great place to smoke a cigar though man. Like what, because you have the docks flammable? and the water there yeah. well, at National Harbor. I put you in peeps. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, wait a minute. I mean, what's your parent with a peep? I don't know if they're, <laughs> they're cool with it, they're but a bitch to keep lit. <laughs> I've had a few cigars. Which end do you smoke at? Well, I think they're opening up the Just, next peep stores in Colorado. That's where you smoke something and you want to eat. It. <laughs> <laughs> they would do. They would do gangbusters there. That's they would right. be the first people that ever ate a peep because I don't even <laughs> think that's oh, a no. food. That's yeah. a decoration. Yeah. You know, I know people that sit them out open, let them sit for a week and a half so they get rock hard and say they love them. Like, I, that's my daughter. I yeah. Can, I, I can't fathom. And listen, I'm a round man. I, I eat a lot of stuff that's not good for me. 
I cannot understand eating a peep. Makes I don't, no I, sense at all. Sugar covered marshmallow. How can you not get sugar covered sugar? Sugar covered sugar. Sugar covered sugar. Yeah. It's almost a perfect food, isn't it? No, you know what? I do. <laughs> right now, there are no sweets in my house. Good for you. As I'm, Ooh, as I, you know, I'm getting. Now we're trying. My wife and I are trying. Did you hear that? No, she's the one who took him out of the house. Isn't she sweet? She's yes, yeah, she's very oh, sweet. See, yeah, no, my wife does. My, my wife knows better. She has more than two brain cells. She doesn't listen to this uh, show. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. She has she has a wife, so I don't have to cover <laughs> for you. Yeah, right. you don't have to cover for. She's not listening. Actually, you know, we uh we went up the road here a little bit, and when the country stands next to it was uh, raw local honey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually bought a couple jars of like one was like an orange blossom honey, and one was. Oh, I bet and, that's good. Oh man, I'll yeah. tell you what, it was. And you know I did? I had, a, really I had a small bowl of vanilla ice cream the other day, oh, and I just oh. poured the, the orange blossom honey on it. Forget about oh, it. Oh, dude. That was, Forget about it. You know what, it, though? That, if you have an allergies, local honey helps get, keep your allergies away because the bees pollinate in local, all the local flora, hey. and it, it, mm-hmm. it, it's supposed I'm to help try allergies. It out. My kids it, have trouble with that. Yeah, and it's got to be done. local, though. It's got to be local because it's got the local uh, yeah. flora and fauna. I, and I always saw it. Like, you see signs. Yeah, local honey for sale. <laughs> I think it's drive down the road, you see some guy's wife duct tape to a chair out front. That's hilarious. Drove up to the sand, no hot, no, no hot pants in sight, and Vince was gone. <laughs> well, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, so anyway. So one of the things, like I was saying, that I came up with driving back the four-hour ride on 95 was Don and I were we were hungry, and we were starting to talk like hungry for this or that, and it started to expand into foods we've eaten over the years. And it started talking about, like, food we ate as kids that we wouldn't eat now or they don't make now. Wait, we would not eat or we haven't eaten well, since either we were one, kids? Either one. Because I've got, okay. I've well, got one. There's things like, okay, like we t- I mentioned it briefly earlier, like the old TV dinners back when it came in aluminum trays. Totally get I, it. I was spoiled. I'll let you guys go, but I was spoiled. Yeah. Oh. Some things never change. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I don't know how it was treated in, in your house, Vince. It was like an outright treat. Oh, yeah. In my family. That was better than going to Lebec Finn or something. Absolutely. Like, now, like wait, which, you got me a TV dinner. Which one, Is that what I'm understanding Which ones right were now? your favorite? Uh, I usually go uh, anything red meat like hamburger, as long as it had some NASA-grade mashed potato <laughs> associated with it. I I was in heaven yep. as a kid. I thought it was just the coolest no, thing ever. Being half Sicilian, I don't go to things like Olive Garden and stuff. Because, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't oh, do, no. If I go there, I get the soup and salad. And, and you know, but as a kid, the veal parmesan and spaghetti one to me was just like heaven. I don't. It wasn't even real veal. I don't know what the hell it was. But well, some none of it was real. No, it wasn't no. real potato. It wasn't real corn. It was spelled veal, V-E-E-L. So I think you knew yeah. their problem right there. Right. What? Yellow pellets that yeah. they called corn. There's like, <laughs> you know, the what? Sure. Yeah, back then, and they didn't come with desserts back then. That's right. You know? And the TV, you're talking TV dinners? The original TV dinners. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I have seen them in the and, stores. I've never and, had And uh, I used to also like the one that was, uh, it was like a chicken leg and uh, yeah. mashed potatoes. Yeah. And it had like something that the resembled butter. Banquet. That the mashed potatoes it just formed this yellow spot. It, what they call mashed potatoes. Yeah. NASA rejects. Yeah, I'm uh, telling you I'm right telling, now. Yeah. All right, so yeah. Nico, what was yours? I, I'm like you. You know, I grew up in a, an ethnic household. They yeah. cooked everything yeah. from scratch, and I think they fed us TV dinners as punishment. <laughs> we never. Wow. I never had. And uh, we, I, my grandfather came over from Italy in the early 20s, and he opened a grocery store. 
So we had the provolone, prosciutto, uh-huh. everything hanging. We had all the fresh meats. All the he made pasta. He made our own sausage. We had a butcher down the street. We never did this shit. We didn't have grocery stores. This you know, is what we ate. You know what I? You know what I'm hearing here? Wow. Like, I as as a young kid, probably prior to ten, twelve years old, my family didn't have a lot of money. Like, I'm starting to think it well, we was. We didn't have uh, a lot of money. It was just luckily what, my grandfather had a store. Like, that's what I was starting to. Th- I was like, well, maybe we it's, couldn't uh, afford anything else. It was, that was like, cheap. Well, see, my parents worked a lot of hours both. My mom had the equivalent of a second-grade education. Actually, she still has the equivalent of a second-grade <laughs> education. Um, and my dad, you know, you know, he was a high school dropout, worked in a machine shop. So we didn't have a lot of money. They worked insane amount of overtime. So for a lot of years, it was just, sometimes it's easier. It's just like, okay, get a TV dinner because I'm not going to be able to cook dinner. Yep. So, yeah, see, uh, my, see, my grandmother, was, they ran the store, so... If my mom or dad, because my, my, literally my father worked two jobs, and my mother worked, so it was yeah. a working household. We were blue collar pretty much. Yeah. So they, yeah. but even when I was in grammar school, the local grandmothers and mothers would be, were the ones who cooked in our kitchen. So even when we had pasta, the sauce was made from scratch. Yeah. I mean, this is, yeah. This, yeah. But now I do have something I will never eat again. When I was first starting out in photography, this is back in probably '84. I was asked by a company to do an expansion studio of Virginia Beach. Get crashed and burned. But I got paid commission. They gave me a small stipend. So I was eating, like, ramen noodles till it came out my ass, literally. Yeah. And I will never touch them again. Do you, do you know, you remember that tsunami they had a couple of years ago? Yeah. yeah. They say due to the overstock, you know, they make the ramen noodles over there. Mm-hmm. Ramen noodles is the main reason so many people lived after. Because they, all the food was destroyed. But the ramen noodles stood. And, and mm-hmm. the, I see the people the Japanese day people, eating them at the office. The, and the Japanese people... That was a major factor yeah. of what helped so many people oh, actually live that. after the disaster. But when that's all you eat and make it really fancy, you like try to make a hard boil, a break a like fry an egg because you could afford maybe a dozen eggs and break them, put that in there. Look, I got spe- you know my noodles now are special because I got an egg in there too. It's like <laughs> full young or something. I tell you what else I, as a thinking of of growing up as a kid that I would still eat that that mortifies my wife is uh, steakums. Oh uh, no, I can't uh, do it, man. Ooh, yeah. The smell there's. There's now, a, there's, there's a smell about it doesn't, love, like, doesn't smell like meat. Now, my brother, who you, you guys, guys have all crazy, met, man. he worked at a conveyor company, and they actually had the job out at uh, Hormel, out in Texas somewhere. And Are you going to ruin steak, I'm sorry? Yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> if you ruin I swear to God, <laughs> I says, will never forgive you all real steak you comes in, in 90 degree he corners. In Hor- he was in the Hormel plant, and he said he had oh, to walk God, by where they make the steakums. He says there's these big vats of gray <laughs> paste. He says they dye it red. He says the smell is horrible. And then they extrude it. If you look at Steakum, there's no meat texture to it. It's got 90 degree corners, for Christ's yeah. sake. It's, ext- you know, it's extruded, extruded paste. Now, wait, wait a second. I got, see, when I was a kid, the, 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 the treat that we used to go out is, you know, we'd go to McDonald's or something like that. That was Fast food was like a big treat. Yeah, my yeah, mom didn't yeah. Feel, oh, like, yeah. feel like cooking. And and she, my grandmother loved Arby's for some reason. So oh, we would go to Arby's. Every I got a story about that too. Well, in college, <laughs> one of my girlfriends worked at an Arby's, yeah. and I used to go in there, and you know, and she'd be like, "Oh, you know, I get free food. It was you know, great deal for me." But the one time she, I'm, we're sitting there, and she's not, she wouldn't eat the food after working there, and I'm like, oh, "Why Jesus. don't she eat the food?" Well, she explained to me 
you know, what it really was. It's not roast beef. It's nope. like this gelatin product. Well, they we orange. just lost like, Arby's as a sponsor. It's yeah. an orange oh, yeah. gelatin. That they oh, cook. my God. You're and kidding. And since then, I cannot Ooh. eat. I, I've gone into Arby's, but I always See, order like a chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. I, See, I even in high eat. school, I was spoiled. I was a pizza maker in Atlantic City on the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. I was flipping pies and... No, I, I was always yeah. around food. No, I'm surprised of, I'm not huge. Yeah, a friend of mine worked at Arby's, and he said, yeah, he says, the roast beef, you pull out these foil packs, oh, this yellow gelatin, oh, yeah. you bake it, and it turns grayish brown. Right. Now, if you notice, if you get an Arby's sandwich, I'll probably get sued, but if, when they slice it and you look at it, it has air bubbles in it. It right. doesn't have meat grain. Right. Now, their oh, chicken sandwiches, God. I love their chicken sandwiches. Oh, yeah, the chicken They're sandwiches great. are good. Yeah, I, but, yeah. I have to tell you, I never knew any of that about Arby's. And I would have to travel with my wife and her family uh, out to Western PA and would always stop where the, the extension meets Route 80 and there's an Arby's mm-hmm. there. And there's some, man, I could never, as a guy that loves red meat, like, and I'm a steak meter and there was something about Arby's. I tried it a couple of times and I'm like, Something's not right about this. Yeah. And they'd be like, we love it. This is great. Yeah, no. I was like, there's oh, something off their, about this. I used to love their taste. beef and cheddars. It's, the got beef an, and cheddars oh, it's got an off taste. But you know what? Their beef and cheddars, I think, glow in the dark. Yeah, they do with that <laughs> orange sauce on it. But I used to love those things. And then I saw the, the, the meat product in its raw form, and I was just like, never yeah. you know, again. Wait, yeah. It's funny. We all, we're talking about food. You just mentioned Pittsburgh. Do you ever? Have you, ever have you guys have been in Pittsburgh. Have you ever eaten at Permani Brothers? No. Where they I, throw everything in on the sandwich. Heard about it. I know of it, but I, I've never had one. You know what? The only time I've eaten there is there's. It's in the strip district, mm-hmm. and there used to be a club down there that there was a, a dance club, and next door was a place called Whiskey Dicks, which was a bar and had live music. And after the club, two o'clock in the morning, you fucking eat anything when you're drunk. Mm-hmm. And we hey, go for Manny's. Hey. She looked better when I was drunk. <laughs> That's all I'm then she sobered up. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. But for Manny Brothers, the line would be out the door and around the block because yeah. you got all these drunks who are starving. Absolutely. Yeah, they put the French fries on. French it fries, it, coleslaw, everything oh, right yeah. on the bun. Everybody tells me now, yeah, it's good, but it's more of the... It's the fad of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's all it is. Whatever it is, but uh, ever since it's been on Food Channel, it's the, the yeah. tour. Was it on? Food, was it on? Food oh, yeah, oh, yeah, numerous yeah. times. Numerous yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How about this one? As a kid, when you, I don't know, did you guys pack your lunch in school? Always. Yeah. Snack pack? Did you have those no, puddings? Uh-huh. Oh wait. Oh. I feel deprived as a child now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Those, you, you open those little cans. Now it's all in plastic with a foil top. My daughter asked for some uh, puddings. We usually get yogurts every week. You yeah. know, it's kind of like our little treat. We get yeah. yogurts. And, and my daughter says, hey, Dad, I'm tired of yogurts. Can you get me some puddings next time you go to the store? It's like, all right. So I have not had one of those sealed pudding cups in, you know, in a lot of years. Cracked one open, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, no, that's why I don't miss them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that plastic well, rubber. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actual Jello pudding is good stuff. Oh, this is, say, these are the ones that are like oh, yeah, pre-made yeah, cups. Snacks, yeah, it's, yeah. It's got that. It's like it's like if you go to a buffet, they have the big gelatinous pudding thing. It's, that's attractive, there. isn't it? You sit there and go. You know, unless two pretty girls are going to wrestle in it, I got. But know if you're at a buffet, you know what the funny part? If you're at a buffet, oh, eat it after they're done. Well, well yeah, that's yeah. different. But you know what? If if some if you're at a buffet and there's this very large old woman who's wiggling just like the jello, you got a problem. Because that's usually what you see there. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a reason. That stuff has no taste. It has no nutritional value whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. And that's what they're feeding we, to our kids. We did what? What Vince and I did one about a year 
Maybe the Chinese buffet. Than the the Chinese buffet. That's actually really good. They got a ton of, of Asian people eat there. Yep, see, that's how you know it's good. Well, they got a great. He doesn't eat. Too. Okay. I don't do buffets. Okay, hang on. Here's a Graham story. I got to get. This is one including the banana. Hang on. I got to get. No, no banana here. No banana Hang on. One. I got to get. It's just what I had. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. Put on bum. So, so uh, Graham and this other individual and I went to this buffet. Now, it's a Chinese food buffet. Now, they have other stuff other than Asian food. I'll put it that way. And, uh, you know, they have the sushi section. They have the Mongolian grill section. They got, you know, all stuff. Now, so, you know, this other guy and I go back. We have sushi. We got, you know, uh, General So's chicken. We got all the stuff. We come back. What does Numbnut sit there with? He's got mashed potatoes. He's got macaroni and cheese and, like, meatloaf. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. dude, really? All the food over there, they got, like, eight to ten tables, these buffet things. Food out the wazoo. And he picks, like, he's, like, the only person the whole time this thing's ever been open that actually ate that <laughs> It's probably been there since day yeah. one. They keep I, you're it. right. I, I think I did have something like a meatloaf. We'll call yeah. it a meatloaf. We'll what just it call it mystery meat. Dog, dog <laughs> loaf. And, and then I had some, uh, they had, like, chicken wings. I was like, all right, oh, that's have cool. Okay. They're good. Okay. Uh, the mistake really was, and you warned me ahead of time. You're like, dude, don't, don't scoop the mashed potatoes. Which only made me go scoop the mashed potatoes. <laughs> it took one bite. I never. T- the TV dinner mashed potatoes were a hundred percent better yeah. than whatever Dude, this well, white substance was. Who goes was to an on. Asian food buffet and gets mashed potatoes? Are are are, are 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 the Asians known for their mashed potatoes? I know. Are they known I, for their macaroni and cheese? Listen, I don't judge them. Maybe they have wonderful potatoes. How do I know this? And <laughs> yeah, I try? That's a fair statement, but right? not likely. But yeah. Okay. So. That's just funny. It didn't like, work out like in my go, favor. That's like going to, you know, Chin's Pizzeria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's, let's bring I, I have a friend that did the same thing. He went down, we went down to Atlantic City one day for a, an all-night poker bender, and uh, we're on the boardwalk, and I said, okay, we got to go to Billy's on, on the boardwalk. It's this little Greek diner, hole-in-the-wall place. Billy's on the board. Where the hell's yeah. Billy's? It, it's, uh, it's... What casino's in there? It's not in a casino. It's no, where's it? Near on the boardwalk. It's uh, down past Bally's and all that. You yeah, Bally Caesars. You got the convention yeah, it's center. Yeah, Billy's open twenty four hours. I don't know that. Uh, Three hundred sixty five days a year. It's always and and you go in the place and the place is it's wallpapered with dollar bills. It's it's one of those types of weird places. And and you watch. It's actually, the, I know the place you talk about. Don't buy uh, Bobby and Abe Schiff. They're Jewish. Who owned it? It's just kind of funny. Okay, well that's we, hilarious. It, it, I used to, it used to be a Greek diner. Yeah, but, no, it probably still is, but well, they just they just own it. They just okay. own the building. Well, you're not gonna but, open it. But the only thing you get there, the only thing you should get when you walk into this place is they have a souvlaki platter. Oh is, yeah, and which is delicious. They they do a really well, good. Wait, wait, job. hang on. You would eat souvlaki? Oh, absolutely. For you, that's like. Uber adventurous. Yeah, it is. But I, my best friend growing up was Greek, and okay. so and his mother was an excellent cook. Right. And so, like, I was in on Greek food okay. from day one. I didn't know that. So oh, I'm, in, I'm in there with two friends, and I'm telling them, look, this is what you get. Don't you know? Don't get anything else. I'm sure if if you got like the breakfast at four in the morning, there it would be fine. You know, eggs and and whatever. But this guy gets a sausage sandwich, and, oh, and no. I'm like, and I'm like, and he's a picky eater. I'm like, no, dude, you're gonna kill yourself. And he's and it comes and it's not you know what do you, you order a sausage sandwich in Philadelphia what are you gonna get you're gonna long sausage you know on a hoagie roll with sausage or with onions and peppers and sauce and everything no this was a breakfast patty sausage <laughs> on a Kaiser roll with like nothing on it and he ate like half of it and was 
deadly ill the rest of the night. <laughs> oh, God. Because that started in the, yeah, in the morning. Right. So here, let's bring this around full circle. One food that is from childhood, whatever, is your go-to comfort food when you really need it. That, you know, that you need that one meal, that's something that's going to get you through the day when you're having a rough day or something. What's your comfort food? Wow. Um, actually, something I, I thought of earlier that I haven't had in a long time mm-hmm. that <clears throat> I actually talked my mom into making. We used to get it in school. So simplistic. Now, I love mashed potatoes. I am like a mashed this potato like a mashed kind potato of mashed potato show. Over yeah. I'm a big mashed potato. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, but I used to call it Alpo in school. They, would, they would make ground beef and put it, you know, yeah. you know, chop it all up and put it in brown gravy. They'd give you a big scoop of mashed potatoes and then pour the gravy ground beef over oh, top okay. of it. And when you mixed it together, it looked like Alpo. <laughs> but you know what? It was the most oh, incredible good. thing. And I told my mom one day, I said, Mom, you've got to make Alpo. What the hell? <laughs> so, she went and got no well, food. Well, so I, I told her how what it was, and she started making it. And all of a sudden, like, my dad caught on to it. <laughs> right, that's cool. But, I mean, I love mashed potatoes, yeah. you know. So, uh, right. Go ahead, Greg. Jeez, that sounds really good. Yeah, I mean, that that sounds good. Like I know. Salt and pepper on that bad boy. I mean, you get a big freaking bowl of just, oh. Yeah. I, I go straight to the pastas. I would, yeah. as a kid, now I have three young kids who, you know, love something like macaroni and cheese. And I'm not talking about that crack. Yeah, that not, yeah real, real macaroni, right. real I'm cheese. I'm talking yeah. about real, mm-hmm. well-done yeah. macaroni, really thick goo. I just, man, yeah. for like a bad day, like just coming home, yeah, you're like, cool. man, you better give me a hunkin' bowl full of that crap and just leave me alone. Cool. Like in terms of comfort, with, with the, that's fantastic. I, I like the kind where you have the breadcrumb crust on oh, top. Oh, that good? It's oh, good. Is that the kind you like bake? Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, so real good. macaroni and cheese you bake. Yeah, I don't know how, though. It shows up on my plate. Right. I'm not sure what it is. I don't know. Or the Nico over here. What yeah. Unless you're Greek, you won't know what it is. It's called suzukaikia, which is, it's basically meatballs. But what they do is they take uh, white bread and they soak it in wine. And then they mix that into the meatballs with a lot of garlic and some really spices, good. and then they deep fry those. So we're gonna have this next week at your house. Right. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's it. Uh, it, my grand, uh, my mother makes it every every year on my birthday. That's about the only time Very I get cool. it now. Tell your mom um, that she's senile. She needs to make it for next Tuesday. That's right. My birthday, your birthday is next, next Tuesday. Week. Yeah. Okay. And then and then you have it over top of orzo, which is uh, mm-hmm. you know. The oh, pasta. oh yeah, with browned butter on uh, in the orzo and, and mix it all up and um, you son of a bitch, you made me think about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Because I was, you guys were thinking about all this stuff that you didn't eat. You know, the kid that I never got. And I'm thinking, what you know? What's my go-to if I needed it? And like, Italian food was everyday food. It wasn't Italian food. It's just what we ate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're my family's all Italian, both sides, all the way back. And, but I used to love. My grandmother used to make me a basic, and I'm talking basic, salami and cheese sandwich. Good, generous salami. Oh, yeah. Aged provolone cheese. Mayonnaise? Toasted bread. No, no, a little bit of mustard. I like mustard. So yeah, I like the mayonnaise. mayonnaise. Oh, it's just creamy. But that. that would be my, that brings me back to when I was a kid, a salami and cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going places, a new restaurant, if they have meatloaf on the, I got to try it. Yeah. I love I love a good meatloaf. I like meatloaf more as an adult. Yeah. As a kid, it was as like a, you had to eat it. a red meat cop out. Like, like <laughs> I want, I want the like I want a burger, but you're serving me something that's not a burger. No. Like I don't. I'm not yeah. sure I understand. No, I love that. that was part of our, our conversation in the car when I came up with this idea. I was telling that's Donna how my mom used to make a meatloaf for my dad. She'd put green peppers and oh, onions yeah. inside the meatloaf. As a kid, it's like, oh, oh it's that. And, 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 and tomato paste on top. Yeah. 
Right. You know, and it's like, ah, oh, what the heck? I want just give me beef gravy, mom. Yeah. Now, I you like green it. peppers. I like it's like absolutely. Hell yeah, there's baby. A, absolutely. There's a restaurant in New Hope called Wildflowers. It's back in the alley. It's a small little place. They make a phenomenal, phenomenal meatloaf. Then I was in New York. I don't go to New Hope and go in back alleys. Uh, <laughs> you sure your initials are on the bathroom wall? <laughs> I, 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 I thought it should be my whole name, not my initials. Well, then I, then I crossed off some of it. And uh. But, but then I was in New York a couple years ago. My wife had a business meeting up there, and I got to go. Whatever you want to call it, it's fine. Yeah. So I got to hang out. We went. I went to dinner with the firm, and they, versus I had her loose. What's it? Her firm. Yeah. Law firm. Versus her being loose. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> but the restaurant it's a high end restaurant, and they had a um, a Kobe beef meatloaf. Oh, mama! It, I've never had Kobe it, beef. Oh my god! I've had Kobe beef. It melts in your mouth. It is it is the Dom Periana beef, and it is different. Okay, it no, does have a different flavor. Actually, flavor. I, I, real local. Yeah. Um, Bear Creek Resort. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I did the photos country. for them. Okay. Their restaurant in there. My, I went there the first time. My mother decided on Mother's Day that that's where she wanted the family to go. So we all went there, and they had a bacon wrapped meatloaf in a brown demi glaze sauce. Oh, okay. We gotta go there. Too. Unbelievably good. I, uh, now I want meatloaf. Okay. Well, now that's <laughs> the next thing, I guess. Actually, I want a quick backtrack. You okay. said orzo. Yeah. I think my grandmother used to make for me. Uh, God bless her. She's you know passed, but it was so simple. Just orzo uh-huh. with butter and a little bit of salt. Just a bowl of oh, yeah. orzo with just butter and we salt. Have, it's we just, did, so, and now I put now yeah the fucking exactly. Right. But now I, I do the same thing, and I, my daughter's caught on to it. You put a little Parmesan cheese in that. Oh, yeah. It's just oh, yeah. it, it's so simplistic, mm-hmm. but it's just. You know, my daughter, you I'll, I'll catch her cooking a whole bottle, now uh, a whole box fr- of pasta. I'm you know, yeah. freaking starving. I'm starving. <laughs> okay, well, here's the next one then. Let's, let's get off of bad foods. What is the best meal you've ever eaten? Wow. Oh, wow. I'll go first. There was a, a restaurant down the road that was out of business now, Gypsy Rose Inn. Okay. They had a thing called Steak Neptune. Mm-hmm. It was two petite filet mignons piled with crab oh, meat oh. on top that were like quarter-sized lumps. And then they put... Um, Bernays sauce. Oh, that sounds great. Oh, I mean, That's I could hard. cut. I could cut the flamingons with a spoon. I've they that. actually, my wife was with my first wife, unfortunately, uh, was with me, and when I put the steak in my mouth, she goes, "You're crying." <laughs> the steak dissolved in That's my mouth. Good. It was. I, I go. It was just such an experience. You know it was what? like, oh my god, I, I've never had anything taste that good. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of a food whore. I like good restaurants. And my wife and I will go out and spend too much money on food. And I think a lot of times it's not what you're eating, but it's the, the atmosphere and it's the experience. And the one, the first thing when Vince, you said that, the first thing that came into mind was when I was in New Orleans before Katrina. And I always say it's the, cap, the Apple's table, but it was. It's the same owner. It's another one of the restaurants. We had dinner at least. It was lasted almost three and a half hours long. And the whole experience from appetizer through her bananas foster flambe made table side. Wow. And a glass of port that I had, that I think the glass cost me 50 bucks for a, a port. Yeah, dinner was outrageously expensive. It keeps you on the back of the neck? It, you know what? I, I should have done more than that. <laughs> but the thing was, dinner was exp- but it was such a phenomenal experience that I always keep going back to that one meal that was so was like one of my favorites. But there's been a, there's been a, a lot because we'd like to go like out and eat. Yeah. But we were lucky where we are. There's, I mean, we have the Washington House. Mm-hmm. We have uh, a lot of restaurants around that are not chains, and I don't. We, I don't eat a chain restaurant. Yeah, I don't go to chain restaurants like you talked about the, 
the Garden of the Olive over there. That's yeah, I can't Italian food. If I or Red Lobster. Yeah, that's really real. Yeah, right. Yeah, frozen seafood. Yeah. Right. So yeah. we, I, we're lucky that around here we, there's a lot of good restaurants. The in the Edge in Bethlehem. Oh yeah. Oh Very my good. God, fantastic. Oh, wow. Or Cork in Bethlehem just opened up. If you yeah, like wine, you got to go to Cork. No, thirty-six bottles of wine on tap. Literally have a tap system for the wine, so you can get wine by the glass, by the ounce, two ounce pour. Four ounce pour and a seven ounce pour. It's called Cork. It's in Bethlehem. Wow. Fantastic. Food is great. And Steve working there? Uh, no, no, I'm not making a joke. Steve went back into wine. I, think, no, I don't no, know. No, no, this is um. They've only no. they've been there less than a year. Okay. And it takes like a month to get a reservation sometimes. And wow. The, they're very very good. See, I, I see. I've heard people the food is good, but I've not heard that it's phenomenal. Oh, I thought it was very good because it's a but steakhouse, other than the wine. Right, it is, and their wines are. I mean, they have Opus One wine on tap, and I had to have a pour. Opus One wine is about in our in our state store system. It's about two hundred twenty-five dollars a bottle. Wow. I had a two and a half ounce pour that cost me forty bucks. We had and a, it was worth it. I'm dead serious. It was worth it. It was fantastic. So you like wines? I'm yes, not a wine drinker. Like so, yeah. yeah. You had Camus. I don't know what that is. That shots work cool right up. Cool. <laughs> I think they had a cream too, right? Caught it early. You know, and they get those old puzzle, puzzle, and you get watches. I tell you, the, the best meal I Burn think I ever pace. had was uh, I flew into Indianapolis in bad weather on a propeller plane. And that you was, need to fly no matter what. Yeah, well, I, yeah, you're exactly right. And it's Good like, weather, bad weather, big plane. It, it may be, it may have been a 30 to 40 person twin engine propeller plane from. Uh, Chicago to Indianapolis in bad weather, powered by Saab engines, which at the time my Saab was not doing well. So it, <laughs> it left me little faith that I was actually going to make it. And they have a, Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. How, how do you know it was Saab engines? Because the guy I don't get on went any, outside and checked. I don't get on planes and, and go, okay, I need a checklist of everything on this plane. Well, here's a, the plane push, is so small. Start it. <laughs> there is, you look out, and the Saab name is okay. right on the yeah. side of the oh, okay. propeller. And the, well, Rolls Royce makes jet engines too. Yeah. yeah, the guy, the guy sitting next to me is like, oh, that's cool. Hey, man, don't don't worry about it. I know it's windy and we're being pushed all over the place. And he's like, but this is new. And I told the guy, I was like, here's my problem. I have a 97 Saab, and I'm having a hard time keeping it running. <laughs> what does that engine say out there? He's like, Saab. I was like, do you own a Saab? He's like, no. I was like, yeah, my, my faith's not very strong at the moment. So you don't like to fly? Uh, I'm not crazy about it, no. People love to take video of me like, <laughs> on. They find it funny that like I make faces, and I'm like, uh. He doesn't talk a lot on a plane. He'll talk, talk your ear off any other time. Yeah. You're on a plane. You're kidding. I, and he doesn't, no. he doesn't pray like he's on a plane. <laughs> yeah, I get very religious on planes. When I was, I'm doing hail. That's how I know half of my religious. When I was flying with my wife, who's like an uber Catholic, I'd be sitting on a plane. I was like, you got to teach me that prayer. She had a rosary twice. I did. I learned, man, I learned more Catholic the, stuff. When I was a director of stores for a retail company, I had stores all over the country. So one week, this is, and no, this is not an exaggeration, one week I was on 14 different flights. In one week. That's and, five, and I'm talking a five-day work week. Yeah. It's on 14 different flights, from a eight-foot prop, you know, eight-seater prop to a, a big jet. Wow. So right. you get used to flying up and down, and it's yeah. totally good. I don't. All right. So this meal you had. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Finally, get in. Thank God, everything's all right. And and Indianapolis has a well-known steakhouse called Saint uh, Saint Elmo's Steakhouse. This fillet, and it had um, uh, it was mashed potatoes made from small red potatoes where some of the skin was even still mixed oh, in. Nice. It is. It is. It is. It was literally tear-jerking. It was, this is the greatest meal 
I've ever experienced oh, cool. in my life. And I've I've had fillet. I've been lucky enough to have fillets at some steak, yeah. very nice restaurants, and this was hands down the greatest fillet I've ever had in my life. The greatest. Yeah, that's great. Hmm. All right, Nico. Well, um, all right. I got a, I got a second one now that he said that. But the <laughs> the best meal I think I ever had, and and it's long ago. I'll never duplicate it. And you were on a plane that had Peugeot engine. Yeah, Peugeot engine. That's <laughs> that, that, that's how we got to Geos. That's, that's how we got to Geo engine. Hey, watch it, buddy. <laughs> I drive a Geo tracker. You sure it's a K car? That son of a bitch got me to and from DC. Screw you. <laughs> It was on the back of a flatbed, but it got him to him from Details, details. I, listen, I, I would what have more faith in, in, in Geo Engines than I would have seen the Saab name on. I would have been like, oh, it's Geo. It's cool, man. <laughs> All right, so, Nico. All right, so I, was, I, I flew to Florence, Italy on a biplane with Peugeot engines. And, uh, in reverse. In reverse. <laughs> in a hurricane. And, uh, Uphill, both ways. <laughs> But so this was a vacation I took with my parents, and we had no reservations anywhere. We, we landed in Europe, literally, literally had a rental car waiting for us, and we knew what cities we were going to, and we just drove. So we get to Florence. And the night. car was made by Boeing? And the, no, it was, a, it was an Opel. I remember the car. It was an Opel Escanda. And uh, and uh, and I, I got to drive like 120 miles an hour in the thing, which drove my mother nuts. You know, I'm 18 years old, and she's seeing her life before I Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a story in itself. <laughs> but uh, we drive into Florence, Italy late in the afternoon, and we find a hotel. And so it's like 8 o'clock at night, and as Americans, we think we're eating dinner late. You know, not, oh, yeah. you know in Italy, they, they don't eat until 10. So, But we go out and we find this restaurant, hole in the wall, off a side street. You know, it's just, a, you know, the local Italian bistro-type place. And uh, we get in there, and they have pasta as considered an appetizer. So, uh, you know, I'm looking at the menu and can't read anything, but we figure out they had what was essentially a mushroom bolognese sauce on pasta. And if you know what bolognese sauce is, you know. So this had like veal, ground veal, lamb, beef, all that stuff in it, spices. Um, The sauce had a touch of cream in it. So, uh, and then, you know, fresh mushrooms on top and not just your normal white bush. You know, buttons, uh, yeah, button mushrooms. Nice. So I get this small Bartonella. little plate, and I and I'm eating this thing, and it was like a revelation. I'm an 18 year old kid, and I, you know, to me, you know, a good pizza is like a fine, fine meal at that point in my life, and that just opened up, you know, a oh, culinary well, world to me. And uh, the Italian waiter comes over, and he's like, "Okay, what do you want next?" And and I'm like, a plate three times the size with that exact same thing. And, of course, I've never had anything like it again. I have no idea where that restaurant is. I could search Florence for 100 years, and I would probably never find it again. Uh, But that still stands out as my all-time greatest meal. But he was talking about steak. And last Mm. year, I flew out to Kansas City uh, for the pipe show. And they took us out uh, one night, a group of us went out, and I wound up having the burnt ends. Have you ever had burnt ends? Yeah. I have yet to try that. Oh, my God. Mm. I thought I liked barbecue, and I thought brisket was wonderful. Burnt ends are to die for. And this was like a place known for burnt ends in Kansas City, a city known for burnt ends. Oh, yeah. I, and I'm pissed because the, the show is in two weeks, and I didn't t- get tapped to go back this year. There's somebody else going back, so I'm pissed that I can't go back you and need, burn ends. You again. need to get somebody to, to get one of those vacuum packs, seal them up. Oh, yeah. If I could, and, if like, they mail, mail them out those, to you. If 
they mail order them, I do it. Burnt ends. They're delicious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just it, what it, it literally is. The, the end, end of the, of the meat, it, yeah. and they're like double smoked. So that smoke mm. ring you see when you cut in the meat, yeah. it like goes three quarters of the way That's into cool. the, these little burnt ends. You know. So yeah, I've seen on enough cool. cooking shows. Oh, yeah. And it, it looks good. I mean, I like the, you know, the TV yeah, like screen. The with it, you know. Yeah, I, when I got the rare, plate, I'm sitting there looking, you know, okay, what sauce do I want to eat? At the, after I ate the first one, I ate the rest of them without any barbecue cool. sauce on them at all. They were just that delicious. Actually, you know, when you talk about heaven, you know, but if you like good barbecue, in D.C. on M Street, you have a cigar store on one side and the Old Glory Inn across the street, which is a barbecue place. The best ribs in D.C. On M, on M Street. Old Glory Inn, and across the street, there's a, there's the, uh, there's a cigar store. Right on M Street. Yeah, down on M. I don't know. I, I didn't just got. I'm trying to jog my memory now. I didn't now. eat dinner, and damn it, I'm hungry now. Oh, oh, God, I, I ate before I came here, and I'm now yeah. I'm still starving. Yeah. God damn you guys. But yeah, you know what? But this is you know he's he's talking about bad food. I said we got to turn around, turn to some yeah, good food. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got meanwhile, you got stink bugs dropping. I, you know what? I'm getting <laughs> <laughs> the apocalypse. I feel like it's apocalypse now. I think they're pissed off. I killed twenty of their compadres earlier. Remember, insects are the new source of protein in the new century. But you know, yeah. unfortunately, these damn snake books have no natural predators in the United States. Yeah, yeah. except me. Well, you with your uh, <laughs> with your electric fly squatter over here, squatter. No, squatter. I found out you don't. Want, <laughs> I found out you don't want to do that because then you really find out they, oh, stink. they stink. It's yeah. easier to smash them with your hand. So, but uh, all right, you know what? Let's talk about next week. So next week. next. next uh, I'm Tuesday, pumped, man. We're, we're at uh, Nico's. We're going to the penthouse. Right. You have to get his address. People don't understand. Right. Like, we have to find a way to add the visual to what we're doing, because I, I don't think we can do a penthouse can we run. Do, can we do uh, maybe a YouTube somehow? I can uh, I can open up that uh, live stream account again. We can actually live stream it. But kinda, I mean, it'd be kind of cool. I have to see. But then, then Nico's like, oh, shit, i got to clean my fucking house. No, we're going to be out, outside <laughs> on the deck. Oh, he can't. At, oh, yeah. In all fairness, Nico's house is spotless. So. Oh, I bet it is. Oh, you know what? It's, it's one big spot. That's why even it's spotless. Your, your Instagram account, we could do some shots for, to get people to sign up yeah, for a cigar lounger yeah. on Instagram yeah. and just yeah, take just, a few yeah, shots that would be of everybody. Cool. We could just do, do videos of the phone yeah, and there you yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, well. You know what, too? And if you're local and want us to invade your uh, your space. And now, uh, here's something else. The other night, Nico and I uh, got a pizza from a block away. Uh-huh. It was a meatball, onion, and what's well, supposed to be sweet peppers. It was one of the hot peppers. Okay. Pretty damn good. Yeah, where was it? From there? Oh, Broad Street Pizza. Yeah, turn that back on. Broad Street Pizza. There we go. Oh, very yeah. cool. So yeah. what are we eating Tuesday night? That's Good. what I'm saying. It's, you know, Maybe we'll have to get a pizza. That sounds pretty good. From my house, a half a block away, there's a Chinese place and there's a pizza place. Oh, there you go. So we get a low main pizza. Low main, yeah, that's, that's when the two when the two drivers bump into each other. You get a low main pizza. Well, I told I didn't know where it was. I said, I said, come on, I'll drive. He goes, by the time you get down the steps, start your car up. I'll be up there and halfway home. With it. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, I also have a Greek lunch counter and breakfast place on my block, but it's only open for breakfast and lunch. So by the time we're there, it's going to be closed. But they they make killer killer breakfast. All right. Well, we'll have to figure something out what we're going to eat uh, if it, if Nico's mom's not going to make that uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, wine I, and bread and meatball thing. Yeah, uh, yeah we got to come up with a name I can actually enunciate for that. What was that? What was that called again? Yeah, you you can call it Susie Kakia. Right, Susie's Susie. got a cock. It sounds like it, <laughs> Susie Kakia. Sounds like Susie's got a problem. Susie, yeah. Susie no, is actually Kakia. Zuzu. Zuzu. Yeah, it's S O U Z A. Zuzu Kakia. Actually, I'm pissed. My church has their their 
few food festivals and the audience was scared to get it there. Yeah. This year they decided they they took it off the menu because oh, they weren't selling enough. You know, oh, it sounds so, fantastic. I tell you. Well, you know what? We ought to see if we can get Rick to hook us up with food from the Wooden Match. Oh, Wait a minute. Rick, now you know, that's using Some pierogies maybe. Some, yeah. some, oh, some the uh, sliders. I'm going to see him Thursday bend- and I'm going to try oh, and bend- build some into it. Yes. Sliders. Oh, his sliders are good. Well, you know what? Pierogies when we good. were there, he did something oh. cool. Though. When we were there uh, last Thursday, we were, the cigar club was doing their poker night. He did a special where uh, you got uh, uh, six chicken wings in three. Uh, he had three different sauces, so two in each sauce. He had a uh, a maple jalapeno, uh, yeah, habanero blueberry, what? and then the yeah. one that won that everybody went crazy over was cherry barbecue. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could see, see cherry yeah, barbecue. See yeah. Yeah. They were very, hey, very good. You know what we ought to do? We ought to see if we can get Jordan to come on the show, too. That's going to be really cool. I don't even know how to respond to that. Oh, sh- I, I, I should on my lap. I would I say, know. do I know Jordan? That's a good idea. I don't care if you do. <laughs> <laughs> when did that become my issue? <laughs> I'll just tell you, she's easy on the eyes, a nice body. Nice. Yeah, so... so we're talking about going other places and do our show. I mean, I just brought it up, so that's why we're talking about it. Yep. But um, how about the Red Red Castle Grill and the Castle the Red What's it? The Castle Grill and the Red Castle Brewery. It's all in the same building in Pomerantin, PA. They make their own Where's beer. Pomerantin. Pomerantin is up south of um, Jim Thorpe. No, not, south of Jim Thorpe, outside of Jim Thorpe. It's probably as far and, north of Bethlehem as Bethlehem. Here. Yeah, but it's about right. And it's not only is it a brewery right there on the premises, but it's a Polish food restaurant, and he makes everything homemade from his family recipe. Wow, Ooh, it's fantastic. Well, something like and that, I know the owners. I think something like that. And he's a star smoker. He's working all the way down in Contrahawk. Oh, that's kind of well, hard. So We I might mean, need to do like a Sunday show. Yeah, we could do that. Hey now. Yeah, we could bring the now family. We're talking, man. Well, that, so we'll, we'll that's a that. great well, idea. We'll think about that because I, I know I know the owners. So. All right. Well, let's get back to next week's next show. Week, yes, I'm sorry. So, I a pipe show. Yeah. You're going to bring uh, a couple of different tobaccos? Yeah, well, uh, I, we were knocking it around at work, and uh, we had discussed on last week's show doing the Missouri Meerschaum uh, okay. uh, pipe tobaccos because those are brand new. Missouri Meerschaum's never done pipe tobaccos before. Um, so that's interesting. But uh, then they threw out, well, we have some pipe tobaccos that are, are really uh, cigar leaf-based that uh, okay. we could uh, we could throw into the mix if right. you guys uh, are a little too frightened to jump straight into oh, pipes and want to such good pipe tobaccos out there. I know. Man. I think they'll like it. Yeah. All right. Well, well they just tried Old Glory last time. Old Glory. Oh, I love Glory. that. Yeah. I love that. That's Is there great. any left? Have you, have you wiped that out yet? No, it's half empty. Okay. Now, what do we want to pair with it? What are we going to drink with that? That's a good thing. I mean, we were going to try. You're a pipe guy, so you, you know, tell me. I, I was going to try and weasel some liquor out of out of Rick, but now you want me to weasel food out of him. Well, so. I'm thinking. Tell me if I'm wrong. Was something like a port? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. A port. pipe tobacco. Actually, some really good. Honestly, there's some good beers that go with good. We, we go pipe tobacco too. Then. Well, you guys are. I, I, I smoke mean, a pipe nowhere as much as you and Nico. Um, so no, you, I could see a port. I could see a Tony port going real well. well with, this guy, I'm actually Tony what, port. Goes, what kind of what kind of beer? Like a saison or something? No, like I mean I'm just talking like a darker beer, like a, even Guinness. I, I smoke a pipe. I'm, I'll have a Guinness and it goes great. Well, I'll tell you what, you handle the drinks for next week. Okay. I actually I like the port idea. I think I'll, I'll grab a bottle of port. Well, I'm probably going to need two bottles. There's going to be well, a bunch wh- of us. Well, I, I have a half-open bottle of 10-year Tawny. You have a t- I do, but, okay. Uh, I, I hope, you know, once you open it, I've well, probably it, been open for a while. I hope it hasn't affected the taste. No, nah, you know what? A, a Tawny port could last just six, eight weeks. Not yeah, a problem. It's older than that. <laughs> well, seasoned. No, yeah. I'll, I'll take care of the booze. Okay. I'll take care of the booze. Oh, wait, wait what, what tobacco are we, ta- are we tasting? Any ideas? or? 
Um, Are you going to open up the roster? I'm gonna, no, I'm just going to bring all. There's four different Missouri. Oh, okay, missions Missouri missions. Okay. So I'm going to bring cool. those. I'll, I'll also bring. Uh, um, we have C'est La Vie and, and John Bull. Those are our uh, pouch tobaccos based on cigar leaf. So yes. yeah. we, can, uh, we can bring those along and see if how if anybody. I'll bring uh, my t- I'll bring my uh, my tasting. I have uh, a little meerschaum pipe. It's a little tiny. It's a white meerschaum. I use it for tasting because it doesn't ghost. You don't get the flavor of the previous. Yeah. I just kind of like a corn cob. But I just bought a Missouri um, a meerschaum estate pipe. Very nice. In fact, if I if I if I I might be wrong, but I was talking to Rusty the other day, and he blended when they blended the Missouri Meerschaum tobaccos, specifically blended them to go with a Missouri Meerschaum pipe because of the sweetness of the corn cob. Yep. So you will get the best uh, best tasting if you do smoke it in a corn cob pipe. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to see if they'll actually shake loose some uh, some Missouri Meerschaum mm-hmm. pipes for us instead uh, of these Chinese coin cards. Um, I just happen – well, I do know that there are got to be a half dozen samples sitting around somewhere oh, in the merch room. happens to be a half somewhere. dozen people. No, no, they're not, they're in the merch, they're not in my – they're not in the photo studio because usually they get this photo studio that our samples don't end up leaving the photo studio. Well, and you have a wall of open cans. I yeah. have – I have, I would say, 300 blends of tobacco in there yeah. right now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. But, uh, everything right. everything that we have in stock, I have a sample. So we can we can bring uh, you can bring some stuff to sample. I, I, we're, you, you I think we're gonna we're gonna make the star of the show the Missouri Mirror. Uh, let's okay. do that. Right. No, yeah. I think yeah. I think because yeah. we can get really because pipe tobacco is so varied. You think there's a lot of cigars out there. Pipe tobacco, there's a lot of blends. So I think we can get really carried away with it. Let's stick with the Missouri Mirror because I think that's well, a great idea. We might be able to do maybe one show a month of uh, the pipe show. Why not? Yeah, or yeah. at least just bring some pipe tobacco and, and yeah. get it involved. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I'm. Uh, Having fun. I mean, it's been a while since I went back to a pipe, so with that stuff you brought in last week, I guess I did two or three bowls of that, and it's just like, yeah, I'm enjoying it again. So. Oh, nice. But, uh, That's all right. great. So well, next week, next Tuesday, uh, whatever the date is on that. But, uh, uh, 17th. 17th, okay. Yeah. Um, Father's Day this weekend, right? That's right. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Father's Day is Father's Day. Yeah. Wait yeah. a minute, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This weekend is what? Father's Day, Day yeah. Hey, we talked about that on the last show. Yeah. God, I forgot all about yeah. that. I know I'm getting nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know, me neither, but... Uh, hey, hey, I'll get a text. I might. My what? daughter sent me a text. Wow. I might yeah. get left my kids alone are, for My a kids little are bit. actually there. I'll probably get a homemade we'll get card, a and, they'll, and, a, and a, they'll cook oh, me breakfast, and I'll have to clean up the mess, so... Last, this this Father's Day won't, shouldn't, should be a good Father's Day. Last Father's Day was rough. My father just passed away you know, right. a couple weeks beforehand. So. Yeah. It's been a year already, believe it or not. Wow. So. Father's Day for my yeah. family. My father-in-law uh, on Father's Day weekend drove his car into a river and almost died. And it's yeah. kind of like... He just had a kill good time, doesn't he? Man, this guy parties like nobody's business. I mean, <laughs> Ducha Hazard, BMW oh, style geez. into a river, whatever. Uh, so I know it's spe- I know it's kind of special for him. It's like it's funny. My my father in law is a wonderful guy and he's really easygoing, but the one time like he gets kind of touchy about us being around and it's funny. I didn't put it together right away a couple of years after, and then it occurred to me like wow the guy had a very near death experience and he treats it as some sort of memory for, hey, I'm really lucky to be here. I want everybody to be yeah. around. And it's like, oh, oh okay. okay. Well, on that note, I want more alcohol. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> have a drink. Hey, thanks for bringing the party yeah. up. <laughs> you, you know what? Actually, it's, if you heard the story, it's hilarious yeah. because he survived, but it's hilarious. Yeah. I have heard the story. It is funny. But, uh, no, so, that, no, that'll, be, that'll be a good show next Tuesday. Father's Day coming up, and mm-hmm. it's a chance for um, all the dads to get out there and put cigars and golf clubs or 
fishing rods or whatever. And yep. if you're if you're listening to the show, you should be buying your dad Chard Oak Bourbon. Chard Oak Bourbon. Some Man of War Dark Age Maduro. There cigars. you go. Definitely. Store near you. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah. So so don't do, buy so, dad so, a tie. He doesn't nah. fucking want it. Yeah. Yeah. How many businesses aren't wearing ties nowadays? Oh yeah. Christ, I wear jeans and a T-shirt to work now. Yeah. It's, that's the the norm, man. I go in jeans. I mean, I have to wear. I'm not wearing sneakers, but and it's a button-up shirt, and that is it. Yep. Like even, even dressing up is putting on a blazer on top of it. Then it's like, oh, we're getting serious. Yeah. It, it, but it, other it, than it, that, it depends it on the industry. I mean, still, like my wife's office, she's even in business because she's an attorney. But yeah, well, but yeah, like we're I, getting into attorney. Yeah, but I'm yeah. a free. I mean, I'm in a photo studio. I wear, you know, if I don't wear black, they look at me weird. Like, well, you're, you're a photographer. You're wearing black. <laughs> but man, I mean, I've done business meetings now in Manhattan, and it's, it's. Oh yeah. Jeans, co- I yeah. mean, supposed yeah. to be ni- nicer. They're not supposed to be your bad jeans. Yeah. Nicer jeans, button-up shirt, maybe a blazer. Oh. Yeah. And it's just oh. readily accepted as. Oh yeah. I I'm not here to judge you on yeah. dress. I want to know what it is we're going to talk about, right. and that's just become the yeah. norm. That is the norm. Anymore. When I was doing you know, drafting and engineering, you wore a tie every day. Yeah. If you didn't come in with a tie. They sent you home. Yeah, you I, home. yeah. Did you get to stay off? For, no, you, not with pay. You got to stay off. Did they have a written dress code? Yep. Oh, that sucks. I had a boss uh, when I worked in Center City, Philly. That he was so adamant against. He hated wearing ties, so he took his tie off every day and hung it on the edge of his cubicle. He came in the morning, he'd take it off, put it back on, tighten it up. It didn't match half the shit he wore, <laughs> and it ha- you could see everything he's eaten for the last two years because it was all oh, of that tie. He, That's he, that, he says, I'm wearing a tie. That's what they make me do. Screw them. I was like, all right, yeah, man. Yeah. But that, that, that wow. you know, we're, we're working. Yeah, we're, Nico and I are in the business. That's, we don't see outside clients. Right. So what the hell? Right. You know? I, I don't think it, I don't think it even matters anymore. Like anything that I've seen with people coming into the office or going out. Yeah. It's, well, Microsoft, I think really, or Google or both, Google. Yeah, really Google revolutionized the workplace. Yeah. Well, yeah. when I when I was starting out as a financial planner, I was dealing with Wall Streeters, and it was you know, to 1998-99, and uh, that's when all the Wall Street firms started doing casual Fridays because they were trying to attract people. You know, the, the market was hot, and they couldn't. You know, unemployment was like two percent back then, and, and uh, you know they were doing anything they could. Yeah. So it was basically, you know, it, that's when it started with the business casual five days a week, and it never went back uh, in a lot of industries. Yeah. yeah. You know what? You don't. You really don't need it. It's, if you're not if you're not customer facing, mm-hmm. who are you trying to impress? You're, right, you're exactly way. right. If you really think about what is a tie, why, why do we wear ties? What is it's a piece of scrap material that you pay exorbitant amounts of money to hang around your neck. Silk. Doesn't <laughs> well, but what's it do for you? Ecstatic. You know, I mean, yeah, that's how it, 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 I think the ancient was back was to protect your buttons because right. it was so you know they were such a commodity or whatever. Yeah, because actually yeah. back then our buttons were made out of ivory and things. Yeah, like that. yeah I mean, do you know how it costs to mine buttons? It's yeah. And to find it with the holes in the exact right pattern. Oh, yeah. how, you, you know, <laughs> how many how many scrapyards are full of <laughs> buttons without their holes in the right place? <laughs> hey, don't talk about your holes, okay? Come on, it's <laughs> the land of misfit Family buttons. Show here. <laughs> this, this this really went crazy. The show tonight. Yeah, it was all over the place. It was huh? all over. We covered a lot of different topics and achieved absolutely nothing other than we liked uh, Chart Oak. Well, and, um, and, uh, and Man of War, Man of War Dark Dark. We, we actually spent a lot of time on booze and cigars. So that's what, wait, wait, is that what we're supposed to do? Well, and then we hit food. I thought this was about knitting. 
I'm stopping for steakums on the way home. I don't care. What you guys <laughs> I don't. Cl- I don't care if I start to glow in the you dark after eating. You know, I, they don't, I don't. Quit. They, they go well. With, they go good with bananas. Maybe I should. Yeah, prob- well. Is that the problem with your marriage? Is you don't quit? I don't. I don't. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say there's a problem. I was making a joke. It, it would be a problem. <laughs> yeah, I hear it. Yeah, I might actually have to go against the grain and go hit fast food and might hit Wendy's. Uh, well, you didn't eat. I got. I have to eat before we, we get on the show. Yeah. Well, luckily I didn't drink that much this week. I'm not slurring all my words. No, there's actually partial bodies. Bot bodies. Bleh, I'm slurring it. Wow. <laughs> Bottles still here that have wow. alcohol in them. Yeah, well, the vodka. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of the uh, crown oil black. black. Oh yeah. And the monkey shoulder, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, there's still some of that. I, I'm not a big Scotch fan, so that's no. But the vodka am I up for when I go home? No, have I a, I still a have gimlet. A, I still yeah. have a little bit of Captain over there. Not much. I have to get another bottle. I think. Yeah. I didn't real, we're down to two minutes. We're down, are we? I didn't hear Under. the... I didn't hear the... She looks like she heard you. Yeah. Wow. So, but, uh, next anyway. week, Nico's. Next week, Nico's, uh, the 17th pipes. at 7 o'clock again. That's it. Uh, Welcome if you got them. Pipes, and, uh, you know, we might sneak a cigar in at the end. Who knows? But uh, we'll probably be pipes the whole... It, I love it. So, uh, well, we're going to have... We're going to have... Russ is going to be on the show, and right. the guy's got more knowledge. Okay. Well, he's, I, he's, he's forgotten more than I've known about He knows about a ton about cigars, too. He's yeah, not he does. just a pipe guy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 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 Very yeah. good show. Anxious to meet him. We're going to have possibly Steve, one of the big guys yeah, from CI. Yeah, I think he's, uh, he's 90% uh, yeah, in. You know. so. We'll have a representative from Cigars for Wars. So uh, with that, we're going to wrap up this show. We want to thank you for listening. We want to thank uh, Robert Kennedy for calling in and giving us a bottle to a sample of thank the Jard Oak. Again, check out charredoakspirits.com. Uh, find out where it is and definitely try it out. Reach out to Robert if it's not in your area. Find out how you can get it. Uh, and we want to thank everyone for listening. Check out cigarsforwarriors.net. Check out thecigarlounger.com. And we will talk to you next week. Big news. The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for 100 bucks from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store at Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line, $36 activation fee. Credit valid for in Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer end 1716 Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by order. Reward card requires online registration.